This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give Fine Dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. Oh, we got to talk about microdosing. A kind of fad that everybody's into, but yourself is truly into. Yours truly, not yourself. Maybe yourself, but yours truly, a.k.a. me, really enjoys specifically my microdose gummies from Lumi Labs. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I know what you're thinking to yourself. Gabrus, you don't need entry-level THC. Yeah, well, I'm trying to cut back on my edibles consumption, and I'm really loving, I'm going to call them purple because I'm a kid and call everything by their colors, not their flavors, but the purple, the nighttime microdosing, those gummies are wonderful. They've got just the right combination of THC and CBD to help me fall asleep. It really helps with my sleeping. So I highly recommend you get involved. Um, I've got the daytime gummies, uh, uh, the yellow ones, if you're talking about. I'm looking forward to microdosing those uh, on, on this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I'll be hitting those a little bit to get in the zone, relaxed, a little focused, a little energized, getting a little knocking the edge off, as I like to say. Um, so microdose gummies, they deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code mighty it's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code mighty for 30% off and free shipping microdose.com promo code mighty microdose.com promo code mighty. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode, a very special episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G, standing six foot two, 303 pounds. He's trying, folks, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, still here. Glad you're not Leonard Bernstein, or I guess the little... Halfling from Dungeons and Dragons. That's right, Bradley Cooper's three rolls. Also joining me in the high my studio is my nearly sound close, Arthur. Gabriel, Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is currently in full Cybo Man getup, so he is unable to get. Are you wondering what Cybo Man is? Don't you worry. Just wait till this episode. Also joining me in the high my studios is 
no one else. This is a very special episode of High and Mighty, where I, John Gabris, am giving over my feed to my other podcast, the one I co-host with Ben Rogers and Ryan Stanger. The podcast that started right here on High and Mighty and has now become its own little creature off and running behind the paywall of Patreon. We have some free episodes out, free episodes in my feed, free episodes at free.actionboys.biz. Uh, but we wanted to I wanted to give you guys, you listeners, you shitheads, an opportunity to hear one of our favorite episodes from this last year, 2023. We did an episode for Horror Boys, the uh, October episodes, the uh, Octuki episodes, the spooky October episodes of Action Boys about the film Lawnmower Man. Are you saying you don't really remember that movie? Neither did we, but we all went back and watched it. I watched the director's cut. You'll hear. You'll hear all of this. You'll hear the hysterical Ben Rogers, the hysterical... Ryan Stanger and the loud John Gabris riffing and raffin for hours as we talk about the lawnmower man. I'm so stoked you guys are here to listen to it. Oh, also, the uh, if you live in Los Angeles or don't, the Action Boys are doing a live show on January 21st that will also be live streamed. So you could pay-per-view it if you don't live in the greater L.A. area, in the greater SoCal quadrant. If you live deep in you know, lawnmower man territory, whatever the hell that means, you can watch it at live.actionboys.biz. You just buy a live stream ticket or a live ticket if you're in town and watch it there. All right. Enough of me front-porching what is already one of the longest episodes of a podcast I've ever done. So I just, I guess I just, this will be by default the longest High and Mighty ever because I'm doing an intro to the longest Action Boys ever. Again, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. I hope to see if you make it to the end. Oh boy. God, what is getting these pumpkins? I keep saying that they need at customs some sort of check through people's produce and I mean like whatever the fuck they're bringing in it's got bugs or god yeah. knows what well guess we, what so boss build we are customs build we are, we that are, fucking wall we are customs it. it is our airport and build it is our wall. rules yeah so we should do well, it well I keep telling them as in us <laughs> that we should do that and that's that, what yeah. you were yes, doing when you were me. putting the custom jacket on and me, nodding and then taking it off and yelling I and was, putting it back. When I w- w- said them, that was like <laughs> one of, as you know, I've been doing a lot of parts work in therapy. <laughs> right. Which well, I know because you we're, into, we're, you're, our, you're our therapist as well. Yes. Well, that's one of my parts. <laughs> we're all wearing a lot of hats. And look, I'm going to take some of it on me because I haven't been wearing my botany hat. Yeah. Botanimate. Bot. Botanist. What? How do I say it? <laughs> Without you the say botan. You say bottomist. <laughs> well, how do you say that, it? That's you a say botanist. You, you mean bottomist, <laughs> which is like <laughs> someone studies bottoms and a bottomist is someone who's like it's like an all-time center, but all-time bottoms at the orgy. You just never. Talk. It's also yeah. the the lowest you can go. <laughs> right, the bottomist. <laughs> it's a it's a position. It's a position in the centipede. Yeah. <laughs> It's, what do you call it when when like somebody calls QB the whole game? All time. <laughs> All time bottom. 
automatic. Okay, you guys do whatever you want. I'll be old time bottom. If you're just spread, go nuts. That's what you want. You need an all time bottom there. And everybody wins. Anyway, we got fucking stuff eating our pumpkins. We're trying to cash in on this the pumpkin craze this year. Uh, have you guys, I don't know, I'll open this up to listeners. I am recording this. Has anybody noticed this fall, pumpkins are hot, red hot. And <laughs> this we, is the fall that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And more this like one fall. It's it, like pumpkins come and go and are like, you know, in shit and whatever. But like this year, they're red hot and ours are getting devoured. And yeah, the Valverde gorgeous garden that we've been fucking, uh, you know, getting set up for like since uh, September. Every <laughs> single one has a big hole in it. I like, pitch uh, just like a gorgeous kind of, garden. I, everyone's got one hole, dripping hole. And like we can't find there are three, one clean, To be fair, yeah. there are three different <laughs> hole sizes. Everyone's got three holes like hmm. drill like. A couple just got one gape in one. <laughs> and, but, like, some of them have two the holes fuck... directly across from each other in the <laughs> facing. Whatever is going at these pumpkins. We don't know what like it is. is some, some sort of critter. Yeah. We gotta, we've had we've talked a about critter. it before. I'm sure we listeners thought know. Maybe it was critters. We thought it was maybe Ghoulies, a species. Maybe. <laughs> we thought it was a ghoulie. We thought it was a gremlin. We thought it was. Uh, Hell, we thought it was a mogwai pre gremlin. Maybe. Yeah, we thought it was a mogwai eating before midnight. I mean, who knows what the fuck they have don't during know. the daytime. We don't who knows what know. these mogwai feeding windows are these days? If they're on it's the tough. fucking 18-6 Spartan Somebody, Warrior. Hey, you know what? While we're on mogwai, I hate to sound like a shock jock, but I'll say it. We're all thinking it. Somebody shoot Gizmo in the fucking head and end all the problems. <laughs> I know he's cute, but like it's time to really euthanize it down. <laughs> when you break it down and he's dancing, he's having fun, and we love him. Yes, I get it. But he has caused billions of dollars in damage, chaos. You, could we get that girl that convinced her boyfriend to kill himself to get involved? Oh, yeah. Because then maybe, maybe our hands are clean. She could just start texting Gizmo some <laughs> negative shit and just get him to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like she likes doing that. Then it's, you know, Gizmo has some agency and, you know, maybe it's a little grace note for her. We can tell that one guy that Gizmo came up with the whole avoid the Noid campaign. (laughs) And that might take care of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we but are we are we creating a Simon Phoenix situation? You know what I mean? We can. Hey, you fucking don't ask permission. Say you're sorry later. Those, that's the way it works, man. That's what I learned in the CIA. And then we have to. We're all psyops. Obviously, we're all psyops. Oh shit! Hey, Kevin, edited it out. I haven't announced I'm psyops yet. Anyway, these fucking pumpkins, these dude. Species. We're gonna lose this. We're gonna lose this uh, deal we have for our, uh, the spice lattes with um, original Pete's. Yeah, Pete's is trying to get in the spice game. Um, it's separate than our pumpkin stuff, but they kind of like like a gourd as part of the gift. They have sort of a sick uh, ritual that they do when signing deals. So they demand a gourd. It's really Pete's is, is a very earthy company. Mm-hmm. And we have they to insist go we wear shirtless these like suits with clothes. Oh, with the shirtless ones. Yeah. Uh, they made me wear that suit that like recycled my urine and sweat, I guess. Yeah. For the spice yeah. deal. I don't know. Oh, yeah. 
They made me go shirtless in a cloak with a pentagram <laughs> painted on my chest. And, yeah, and they made I believe, Stanger I believe be I remember- sc- scrambled and naked in some way. <laughs> I'm like, what am I, a fucking omelet? <laughs> Without any cheese on it? Or ham? Or yeah. scallions? Yeah. Like, not what am I, scrambled eggs, but what am I, an omelet? <laughs> Hey, how do you get it into? <laughs> but I don't know what to do with this omelet. <laughs> do you Dawson. scramble the eggs before you make the omelet, or do you just? Is the scramble process happen in the pan, or or is that whisking before is technically the I think scramble? Whisking before is a scrambling. Well, don't oh, you think it's? I think that's beating when it congeals? the eggs. Yes, that's what I think. I okay, think, I think I'm with no, Gabrus on this one. No, you just think no, mixing no. up the eggs is a scramble. That's You're the scrambling. Out of your mind, this is the most. What about like? What about a fucking podcast. fried egg? Is a fried egg scrambled? It's congealing. No, it's not. Scrambled. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not congealing. Wait a minute. No. Whoa! It's I just saw a ferret the exact circumference of my pecker run by. I, I swear. Did you guys catch? Oh, that's that? mine. <laughs> that's not invasive. <laughs> oh, that- <laughs> No, that motherfucker is invasive, just not in the gourds. Trust me. I, I got to fucking... You sleep with hostage tape over your mouth. I got to tape my ass shut at night. Yeah, I do that too. Are they think... Are I'm these sleeping like a fucking baby. I mean, are these the ferrets they don't talk thinking, about... Are, are hold these, on, Stanger. No, go ahead, go ahead. Hold on. Like, just I hate to... People pay no, no, for no, the no. podcast. I hate to do ads right now, but I've been sleeping fucking i've been getting my sleep score is off the fucking charts i've been putting hostage tape over my asshole and my dick hole okay so you cover your urethra you keep all the nitrogen in it keeps everything in it keeps human beings were designed to have corks in their asses while they're sleeping okay yeah read about it it's like we people have been doing it since for eons yeah who knows yeah who knows Every time I peel the tape off in the morning, a huge fucking worm comes out with it, though. <laughs> like, like a six foot. I don't know if it's a new one every day or like the same one, and I'm just getting new pieces of it or what. To be but fair, I, I let him go, and then he goes right into my feeding trough. So I might be eating them over and over again. Oh, too. do you? Yeah. It's like a Poltergeist <laughs> 2 situation, but out your asshole. Now that we did this native ad, Stanger, what was your ferret question? <laughs> oh, I'm just. I, I just thought that maybe these. Uh, Ferrets have been trained to crawl into asses, and they were walking around thinking these pumpkins were asses. Well, yeah, these pumpkins theory. do look a lot like asses, right? That, for mean, a that's ferret, how we designed, to a ferret. Yeah. Well, that's how we designed them. <laughs> that look like giant asses. Asses are hot. I mean, it wasn't hotter than gourds right now are asses. Yeah, it wasn't on purpose, but yeah, the moles happy I accident. put the pumpkins on and like <laughs> do look like asses. They do look like my neighbor's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who's also you, by the way? <laughs> well, yeah, we're cars. our own neighbors, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Welcome to Action Boys. There's a lot of like, um, like people making effort noises and pain sounds and stuff to really sell how high stakes a virtual <laughs> environment is. Uh, it's just like when I put my fucking PS5 on. 
<laughs> what did you do to me, Dr. Angelo? <laughs> Dr. Angelo is like a fucking <laughs> porno name. It's so funny. <laughs> well, yeah, this movie does kind of ask the question of what if Flowers for Algernon got a... Uh, erotic thriller overlay (laughs) like it was kind of like what if we did a soft porn version of flowers for algernon i think it's what everybody's asking for i never i i will just crack get cracking right now yeah i had thought for the longest time i had seen this movie i think i just saw enough and of like a trailer and talked about it enough or saw some clips this movie is unlike anything I thought it was going to be. Now, I suspected you had not seen it because when we first started the show, we were talking about Charlie and Flowers for Algernon, and I brought up Lawnmower Man, and you guys both looked at me like I was out of my fucking mind. And that, I- is, not, and that is not the first time that has happened to me, and I don't think... Lawnmower Man, to me, is one of those movies I just assumed a lot of people saw. I've seen it for and, sure. And I saw tur- the movies. Yes. It turns out a lot of people have not seen it. So you are definitely not alone, Gabers. Yeah, and I'm and- sure a lot of people are going to be experiencing it for the first time. Though, I want to point out, like throughout the run of the podcast, people have been asking us to cover this movie. Yes. And I, I had no idea about the specifics that he was developmentally disabled. I knew nothing about Cybo Man and the Monkey. I don't even know if that's in the theatrical version. Or no, not. it's not. I, oh. Which makes me want to watch the director's cut because I could go for definitely more of Roscoe One Three Eight, the chimp, <laughs> dude. I could watch a little bit, but I'm like when reading. He's what, in the beginning. He's in the beginning. No, so if you want to watch it, he's in only the first act. It's it's. I just can't. The first ten minutes is a monkey so, with a robot with a robot. Well, we have, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Oh, okay. Okay. This movie is an hour and 42 minutes long. The theatrical cut. That's what I Now, the years later, they made a director's cut of The Lawnmower Man. This movie that was pretty much not well received made a good deal of money. They lied about it being a Stephen King story. It's it's a bullshit use of his name. He sued them. He won. <laughs> and they eventually re-released it as a director's cut. And it is two hours and 20 some minutes long. So that's 40 minutes they added on to this movie. Now, when we covered the Richard Donner cut, we talked about just going with the original cut from here on out, if we can find it. Now, I must say, Stanger luckily realized the theatrical cut was streaming on Tubi, which is why I I watched that one. Um, And also, I had seen it before, and I I really wanted to re-experience the movie I had watched. Because uh, I haven't watched it in quite some time. But Gabers pointed out to us, pretty hard to find the theatrical cut. They've buried it. Like, y- yeah. renting it on action uh, on fucking Amazon, Apple, it's all the director's Even cut. Even if it's, it's streaming set- for free on Prime as the director's cut. Even when it says hour 40 minutes on the Apple one, I bought it. And when I bought it, it was the director's cut at two hours. They, like, it like was just like a misrepresentation. And the, so very frustrating. Just like fucking Bob Iger pops up and says, ha, 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 you got the director's cut. Ha, 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 you got the director's cut. Now, I, I'm glad Gabers watched the director's cut. We're going to have a lot of different takes on what actually happened. I, I I've, Obviously, I read what was added into the director's cut. Knowing the movie, though, knowing what we had at the base, I know there's no real, like, fixing lawnmower man no what i saw 
wasn't like, oh, I see what they. <laughs> this is actually <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I will say I just want it's to better more. than I thought it was. Oh, I love I loved as a kid, I loved it. Not only did I love it, it kind of haunted me a little bit in a weird sort of way. And I thought the it didn't this time, but I do think the ending is very good. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the Stephen King drama a little bit. Um I'm sure Stanger re-listened to the uh short story. Um the short story was on Graveyard Shift, which was a pretty fun book it's, of it's a really fun short one. stories. Um, it's kind of, to me, it, it's I, I don't have verification of this, but is classic beer-guzzling Stephen King. Yeah, I agree. He's way out there, and, and he's like not precious about anything. It's why probably Lawnmower Man made it in there. It's and seven, Lawnmower it's a, Man seven is a page very, short story. It's a very, very short story. And... Uh, there's um, a audiobook version of it read by the great actor John Glover. Oh, speaking awesome. of Gremlins, he was in Gremlins too. He played the kind of the CEO uh, rich CEO kind of Trump esque real estate baron uh, in New York. I love that dude. Great voice, great hair. So he reads this, and you can always tell an audiobook is is top notch if they don't even if they don't bother re-recording a like nineteen ninety one recording of it. I re-listened to it, and I got to tell you, who would you cast as this part for the Lawnmower Man? It's two characters. It's a message. It's a a, a New England Republican guy in the eighties. Uh, with an overgrown lawn, and he can't find anybody to mow his lawn. And, it, you know, it's classic Stephen King stuff of, like, you know, the, these two kids were busy, one kid went away, and uh, all these guys are taking his daughter out, and he's, like, having sort of a, a midlife crisis. Then he calls this company, and they send over a guy. He's fat. He's salt to the earth. He's got big endless, He's He's got an endless string of traveling salesman jokes that he knows he's uh super confident um scares this guy mm-hmm. then it turns out that he's a mythological creature like a uh like a goat <laughs> or like, yeah he worships pan he wash worships pan and he's there for a sacrifice and he starts eating and he gets naked in the, the yard and he's like controlling the lawn with his mind and i'm thinking the whole time i'm like Man, Gabrus would have a fucking blast doing this in a movie. <laughs> yeah, because there's a fantasy element, and the guy yes. has to be able to move well because he's telekinetically controlling the lawnmower, but he crawls behind it. And, and so he's got to like, move like a spider, like be able to move well I'm and be able to Gabrus talk. Gabrus would have so much fun being a bad guy like this, where it's like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" <laughs> it's kind of it's a little bit. Villain. It's got a little bit of like cable guy energy to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's almost like uh Kafka esque or I, I don't know what the subgenre is, but it's a um someone going insane or is this really happening to me? Yeah. Um where like a Jacob's ladder kind you of can't like, believe I think this it's is... like a yuppie being encroached on by the middle class and all that stuff too, you know, like, yeah, that's like its own genre that, yes. as well. Yeah. And then the, the scene in at the end of the, the story is the only thing that got transferred from, there's a couple things. The, 
the lawnmower driving by itself, then mm-hmm. going through the door and like chasing the guy down. And then the um, and the big in the fact that it's a big red kind of super powered lawnmower too. <laughs> yeah, the name Big Red I, big I think red, is in yeah. both. Of them. The, then the um, uh, the the scene with the cop barrel from Bosch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, that's the like holy taken from the short story. That little moment of it, and like found the in the bird in the bird, ba- bath. bird bath. Yeah. So. That's it. So, Stephen, they promote the shit out of this movie when it came out in 1992, which I very much remember. It came mm-hmm. in number two at the box office behind Wayne's World. The It was advertised as Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. And so Stephen King sees a movie. It is absolutely nothing to do with his story whatsoever. Like why? And he is very generous and liberal with adaptations of his shit. Yeah, he like, usually... He's vocal that it's it's a different art form. It's completely yes. understandable. But you got to imagine going in to go see an hour and 40 minute version of your like seven page story. You're like, what the fuck did these guys run with? He, well, likes, and- he likes crap, too. I mean, I, yes. I'm, sh- I'm sure he was probably excited to see, like, how are they going to fucking do this? In a movie? I think if it was like a, a like a cult of pan worshippers sure. who are sacrificing people using a lawnmower, he would have been totally cool with that. Right. I think he was right to be angry and his case was accurate because he's thinking they are using my name to sell tickets and they are true to someone people. else's movie. Yes. Yeah. And what's fucked up. And I bet you this got 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 his goat pretty good is doesn't it feel like they're trying to make their own version of a Stephen King movie? Yeah, because they yeah. they throw in like the shop and all that kind of stuff like that's all. Stephen King elements, and like, it was I think just there some... even is a shop in like Tommyknockers or there something. is. Yeah, it's it's a Stephen King like it's in uh, a few concept. according yeah. to the. Uh, I don't know as much about King as you guys, but it's uh, it's in a few things. The yeah, shop and... is in the mist, and it's it's the it's there like it's DARPA in uh, Langoliers. Of... Yeah, yeah, it's in, and it, it they do a lot of like the Americana esque shit with like the even gas like, station, the gas station, the alcoholic uh, brother of the priest who like, dr- well, like these all feel like Stephen yes, King characters. The, the, the like kind of the alcoholic kind of la- groundskeeper feels very Salem's lot. Yes. Yeah. The, the, de- the drunk dad who beats up Peter feels almost like they com- fully ripped it out of silver bullet. Right. Yeah, yeah. Even in the movie silver bullet, there's an almost identical scene where instead the bike of a lawnmower, the- it's it's a uh, the werewolf, and the guy's even watching wrestling on TV. It's almost oh, the, shit, the same yeah. fucking thing. Yeah, so, and the horniness, the you horniness, know, like the, even the mysterious like neighbor that's hot, that's like horny and likes to give it up, and all and I that. Think that kind goes of- back to what Gabriel said about the the Gabriel said about the like Americana, like yeah. it's a little bit of like lemonade. Art. Yes, yeah, like like everybody like goes to the the the, the one old timey. Our locations are an old timey gas station with, that has full service. A church it seems like a shed a church, near a church, <laughs> a diner, three suburb houses that are next to each other. Even fucking Doctor Larry a, Angelo is like small town with his br- British accent and good British luck. accent, glasses, basement treadmill, like everything that is just like wealthy elite shit. So, so he still I love Jeff. In like, <laughs> I I love uh uh our our the lawnmower man um Le, Jeff Fahey Lapidus. Jeff, yeah, Jeff Fahey. He um 
Gabriel called out his character on Lost, right? Which was kind of like my entree into who he was. Okay, well, he's a Buffalo guy, so he is he he is from my hometown, and he he does have a good voice. Great, um, I think great he's got voice. like a touch of the Buffalo accent with probably. 30 years of smoking under his uh, under his belt. I like when he starts to get smart. It's like, of course, Dr. Angelo. Like <laughs> yeah. it gets into like a little gravel. You know? <laughs> I mean, what this movie presupposes me, that Angelo? the smarter you get, the worse person you become. <laughs> I, but he's got a, a real, I want to talk about Jeff Fahey for a second. He's got a classic to me, soft core B movie vibe. Yeah. Dude, when yeah, he's younger, it. I think his, his, his uh, career kind of changed with Lost and when he got a little bit older because I think he aged into a more acceptable character. When he was a middle-aged man, there was a sexy sleaziness to him. Like, all those sh- shots of him shirtless and, like, having sex, he doesn't come off as, like, wholesome at all or yeah. even, like, sexy in a universally appealing way right it seems like very cinemax late at night it seems gross it seems pornographic good villain in silverado i mean i think he's a really good actor i I, oh i've got to shout out my uh my buddy quentin he um he works at a coffee shop near me and i i got a, a coffee and uh i was and he listens to the podcast and I was like, I'm about to go record uh, Lawnmower Man. He's like, Jeff Daniels, right? I'm like, no, it's actually Def Faye, but it's, I understand why. Because he's got the dumb and dumber haircut. He's got the dumb and dumber haircut. <laughs> and like that wardrobe, like with the fucking yes. pink crew neck and the overalls on it. Yeah, holy shit. God, it is Harry. So I didn't even put that together. And I was like, yeah, he, the, they got the look for Harry from Dumb and Dumber from the Lawnmower Man. Simple I, Jack. I, dumb I, I, I said Simple Jack was my literal reference point. I said it to Gil this morning at breakfast. He's like, I remember that movie being kind of scary. And I was like, I thought it was a scary movie too when I was a kid, but I guess I didn't see it because it's like comical now as a grown up. Yeah, <laughs> Shout oh, out to my imaginary friend that I said I was doing Lawnmower Man today and they had something <laughs> funny to say about it too. Anyway, go ahead. So the other actor I want to call out is, um, well, there's two really, because there, there's a couple character actors who know exactly what the fuck they got themselves into and they do not give a fuck. The first being the great Jeffrey Lewis, oh, who we've seen he's time so and time good again. In everything. And he just, he seems like a crazy guy who's just like, you know what? I'm wearing a wig in this one. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, it's like, you know what? I talk with an Irish brogue. I know. And when, and when, I forgot that they were set up as brothers when later on they're like, is my brother giving you penance? I'm like, wait, how oh, did one of you have a brogue and one of you doesn't? Like, <laughs> Just you so came our, over later from the Ireland. <laughs> our listeners know double impact. He he took um Chad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He took and, Chad. So and, and then also he's Juliet Lewis's dad, which is interesting. But yes. go ahead. Yeah. We, we've seen him. I mean, he's, he's been like, in a million things, but that's like he's been in a million things we've even done already. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, and he's and in, he we'll see him again when we do uh Chuck Norris and Clint Eastwood's movie, Any Which Way But Lose. He's in Ten to Midnight. He's in, he's in like Ton, yeah, he's in tons of like uh, Clint Eastwood. I, he's stuff. in a few Clint Eastwood movies. Like Clint must have really liked him. Um, he was in some. He's movie in Tango that and we, Cash. 
he I think he's in Tango and Cash, but I think he's uncredited. He's uncredited, possibly. correct. He's yeah. uncredited and he wears a wig. We we talked about it in yeah. Tango when we covered the movie. Yeah. Because like it is funny that he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, like you don't even have to even pay me. I'm just gonna wear a wig and be crazy. The, the movie I recognize him from, which will be a movie we do as, at some point, if not uh soon is only the strong the capoeira movie oh yeah, like, yeah yeah with the with the i love that movie with the fucking top uh the chef guy that does uh i love that guy Mark so then we have dean, yeah we've got dean norris also making a big choice way over playing, his head playing this uh like really like against type for him for him he's like oh i'm gonna be a like ivy league educated <laughs> Uh, guy on a screen (laughs) yes i mean it's it's a disastrous performance but he just doesn't give a fuck it's like and that's the exact attitude and then of course we get get austin o'brien the kid from last action hero is that who you're from last action hero he's got a small role and it's that's one of those things that takes you a minute to be like Wait, where do I know this kid from? He oh, do- yeah. like He I, doesn't yeah. have a small role in the uh, director's cut. He's kind he's, of a... He's got a very important role in the theatrical cut. Oh, okay, okay. Not a ton of screen time, but but very important screen time for now, his the movie. Name is, whether his name is Peter, and his family name is Parquet. He's Peter Parquet. It's like, just come on. <laughs> then we've got, um, of course, our lead who I, 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 I'm very curious what your opinion's on. Remington Pierce Steel. Brosnan, he's... I really like his performance because he's what the movie needs because it doesn't matter what kind of stinker he's in, he is going to really try his fucking ass off. His acting is good. He, his problem is that he looks like a movie star so when he's supposed to be this computer nerd who like doesn't want to leave his house, you kind of don't ever fucking buy it. No. And uh I do think we really really missed out. Pierce Brosnan did a lot of comedies of all different stripes. Um even did, you know, I I think a pretty over the top performance in an over the top bad movie in my opinion, Mars Attacks. Right. Um but I Wish we would have gotten a Pierce Brosnan naked gun level spoof, spoof airplane. It, yeah. Playing it absolutely straight. He would have fucking destroyed uh, on a on a level of like Robert Stack. I would say I think you think that because we just watched it. This lawnmower man is like three notches away from what you're describing. Yeah. Like it's so close. Like he's playing it super straight to a movie where a guy's got a blonde wig on and is like, I want to have sex. <laughs> like you're like, and he's like, that my subject is gay. like, and even that's the fucking real monologuing. Hair. It, that's his the, real hair. That's fucking. That's, that's his real that's hair. That's real hair. That's no wig. And supposedly they dyed it bright red. <laughs> they were like, this looks ridiculous. We better just bleach it. Well, it, it looks mad stringy when it's bleached, so it gives you it has like yeah. that simple jack he's, yeah, he's, or he's, Beastmaster kind of look. The to funniest it. like I had to laugh out loud when they're like he starts to become smart and handsome quote unquote handsome. And they had the two of them together and they're clearly like 
last looks, fresh out of the makeup chair with their both their hairs blow dried. You'd think like as a director, Brett Leonard or whatever his name is would be like, okay, guys, we got to dial back the hair just a little tiny bit, <laughs> right? Because right. this is getting fucking crazy. Like both these guys have fucking hair like goddamn beast man and fucking masters of the universe for christ's sake it's just like too much like perfect quaffs yeah Yeah. (laughs) now uh uh we brought we mentioned his name so we should talk about him brett leonard the writer director the the brains of this outfit he um (laughs) you wouldn't be surprised to to learn that he also directed virtuosity makes total sense this guy is like obsessed with screensavers <laughs> he's still in the vr field like he's he's doing um this company that's supposed to do use like vr to enhance mental health um along with psychedelics so like, like literally the the premise of this movie like. yeah true it truly is it's like it's using like nootropics and psychedelics you mean nootropics Nootropics, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> enhanced by um like a uh, in like a an immersive environment through virtual reality. So doing like MDMA or some shit like that in virtual reality is it's like yeah. like that kind to, of shit. Yeah, and then they're doing it like with uh, you know people that have suffered PTSD and stuff, right. so that they can like you know experience um you know controlled versions of what initially caused the trauma and then like rewire how they respond to it and do behavior i mean it sounds all pretty interesting you know i do think there's something to be said about if you just cross out virtual reality in this movie and scribble in ai um where like there's a little bit more of a message there that you could take away from it he kind of tried to do that in virtuosity yeah the, the I do think virtual reality is bullshit, and it is really funny that this movie that's 31 years old now um, is talking about it like it's the future. And they're just there's always new waves of VR. I did a VR commercial with uh, Vinny Chase, Adrian Grenier, where I played like a delivery man in uh, directed by our friend uh, Eric. And I walked in and I fucking there was like a camera on like a robot with like a big like ball on top of it. And it was and like, I don't know anyone who watched the VR Sam's like commercials in VR seems like a crazy thing to be like, I can't wait to strap in and watch ads like that feels fucking bananas. I I read some interviews with Brett Leonard, who who is an interesting guy and and a smart guy. I would Um, say. A savvy director. The, the movie looks super expensive, except well, for the reality, the VR stuff. He like. got he got he got lucky because he he hired this production designer who ended up going on to work with Spielberg and do Minority Report <laughs> and a bunch of amazing things. And there's I will some, there's say, some mem- there's some memorable stuff in there. Yeah, and so I think he got lucky in who he hired there. But his take on VR was like, he said, the problem is, is that it keeps getting siloed for entertainment. And he's yeah. like, it can do other stuff. It's just like, we've kind of he maxed might be out right. what it can do from an entertainment standpoint, but that's always where it heads. And he was like, there's other, there's other ways that you could use this. Uh, I just, just before you continue your point, as far as his point on the entertainment stuff, I think the, um, the issue from my experience with it is, it's not friendly to narrative storytelling. Yeah. The the medium doesn't work for that. I mean, exactly what he's talking about sounds per- where it's like, oh yeah, let people reenact stuff in a with uh, like 
under the the guide of someone with like the help of psychedelic drugs, I can kind of picture that being like helpful for people. But like as far as connecting with a character and watching them experience them, I just don't think it, it will. What's well, just happen. like interactive theater versus real theater? It's like it it's one thing, but it doesn't feel as rich as just sitting there yes. and watching a, a presentation. But yeah. Sanger, what what else was he saying? Oh, and he was saying that in in trying to make sense of like the computer graphics that they used, he was like, it it was he was like again we were limited by budget, but he said I stand by the um the effects when they're in the virtual space because he was like we weren't trying to create something that was photo real, so he was like it's supposed to feel like a virtual space, so he's like I wanted it to feel psychedelic, and he was like oh yeah I I don't criticize any of the. The, the 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 effects that I would cr- be critical of are the guys turning into balls. Yeah, because that's in the real world. So that wouldn't yeah. happen. It wouldn't be a digital thing happening in the real world. They would just blow up or something. They I wouldn't. like when the like the horn the gross horniness of like the two people fucking and turning into like a bird. There's like a tacky kind of like LA shittiness to it. Yeah, of, it's like um, those like spiritual posters you see and yeah. you know, crystals like the, and this movie is sitting at a bar with with barbed wire, like talking about the industry. Yeah, you know they're not like the, the same movie, but they're like hanging out at the same place. Remember, and the they're 90s? like, I'm doing you the sci-fi you love the thing. Ter- I'm doing yeah. You love the term spiritual sequels, so I think that you could throw it around here if you'd like. <laughs> fucking '90s were awesome, dude. Yeah. Remember, like those fucking out. like those paintings of dolphins and stuff, dude. That were in outer space. That shit was fucking great. I the just Ember love Incubus. <laughs> Brett definitely isn't lacking any confidence to to have the balls to be like, you know what the movie the problem is the movie needs another forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wasn't my vision. Um, you got a, a guy in suspenders and fucking <laughs> like he's acting like a fuck going over the top drooling like f- fool. And yeah, we need to add we need we more. Need front porch. There's, a we there's need to get another thing. There's another thing, too. So and this sounds a little dubious, but he is adamant that in no way did, was there anything called cyber God. So the, the story is, is that that the, the, the right hold, the rights holders of this Stephen King um, short story knew that Stephen King was bankable. And they wanted just a they wanted to make a movie of it, and so they hired him because he had done this zombie movie. And they're like, "Hey, you know, just you know, create something." And he had this script already called Cyber God, and they just kind of tacked it on and made it work, which seems that's like, the ex- story. That's yeah. the story that goes around and se- and seems to be part of the case against the movie. Yes, uh, and, as far as um, fooling people into seeing they're they're seeing a Stephen King movie, right? And so what he says was absolutely not. He said that he had been to a VR like seminar or something and was really taken by VR and was obsessed with it. And he had also made the zombie movie that did pretty well. I can't remember what it's called. And he said, based on his like kind of horror movie early success, these guys approached him and said, Hey, will you write a script for lawnmower man? And so he read the short story and he was like, I can't do anything out of this. He's like, their idea was like, maybe there's somebody that's like chopping up women and making manure out of them or some shit or whatever. And he was like, but I'm obsessed with VR. And so he said by hook or by crook, I was going to fit VR into this movie. So I, you know, pulled the one scene that 
made it into the movie from Stephen King's book and then just built this other thing around it. But he said, I didn't have an existing script called Cyber God. And you know anyway. I'm going to believe I'm, yeah. I'm going to I choose to believe him because before I read the bullshit on IMDb, which is wrong all the time about like they just had this script called Cyber God and they slapped fucking lawnmower man. I was thinking that if I had to work backwards from the short story, I could definitely see somebody like just f coming up with that shit to justify why there's a the, lawnmower. The telekinesis. Yeah. Yes, I, I could see that happening um, just from uh, having a computer in front of me and looking it up because uh, you mentioned it. His zombie movie is called The Dead Pit, which I have never seen. It's from 1989. It stars Jeremy Slate, who played the priest in Lawnmower oh, Man. Cool. I always like guys, you know, bringing their people back. That's always a fun thing. Uh, he also said that Stephen King saw Lawnmower, like his version. He was like, I like this movie. It's just, that's yours. It's not mine. And I don't want my name on it. But he was like, I, which you makes know, total sense. Total. And yeah. a, a weird, a weird thing too is. I think the Stephen King story cell has a weird yeah. overlap with some of the ideas from Lawnmower Man. It does. Where it's like Lawnmower, you could almost say that cell is the sequel to Lawnmower Man in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where it's like all these people get a call and then it gets in their head and turns them into kind of a zombie who are all. Uh, worshiping or kind of uh, subservient to one unifying kind of godlike creature who could easily be job i mean that was the first thing i thought of when i read this when i read wow. that story oh cool uh, yeah i never heard of cell cell came out in maybe 20 2009 2010 mm -hmm. like yeah. around there um i it, it was turned into a a movie that just disappeared. I have never seen it. I think it stars John Cusack and and Samuel L. Jackson, possibly, if memory serves me. It it came and went so fast. I I, I almost it, feel it like did. I dreamed 2016 it. it came out. There's a lot of weird Cusack um set it and forget it movies. <laughs> you know, where you're Yeah, like, he might be bad. Yeah. I think he is. I think he, like from like 2000 on i mean with the exception of like high fidelity which i think was even before 2000 he's been in like 60 movies that no one's seen he's you know i love to like scroll deep on these streamers and find like anything that's remotely a legal thriller or a journalism thriller or a martial arts movie oh, that yeah. came that's kind of new dude cusack's face is on like 18 percent of the fucking things you see and you're like i and he's not a gray hair on him no, not a gray hair. And not only that, he's like frequently like Instagram fucking blur, facial blur, where he's like oh, super really? soft and huge. And it's like, he's a Jesus Christ, dude. man. Like he's letting them do all kinds of fucking Photoshop hey, John, posters. Um, John Hughes replaces ass on Breakfast Club. He was there shooting. He's like, fuck, we get this guy out of here. Let's bring Judd Nelson in. He was Bender, originally cast as Bender wow. and shot multiple days on it. I think it was... Um I like Better Off Dead. I think in Better Off Dead, uh, what's the guy who played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds? Oh, uh, yeah. Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong. Curtis Armstrong. In his book, I think it was his book that I read it in, he talks about Better Off Dead, everybody having a fucking blast, and then like something happened 
to like somebody got in Cusack's ear that he was like too good for this kind of movie. And then they came back for like reshoots or something, or like the next time they hung out, like a completely different guy, like just a prop, like difficult oh, to work no. with. Everybody was like miserable. Um, maybe it was like the, or maybe it was like he did one crazy summer with that director afterward. Maybe it was like the same. And he was like just a fucking like nightmare. So oh, it was something man. like that. Is Demi uh, Moore in One Crazy Summer? She's in One Crazy Summer. Yeah, that's right. That's where he's like the, the same, That's the story. Because that's they're both uh, Steve, Sav, Savage Steve Holland is the writer director. That was like yeah. he was like did this, like these coming of age. Yeah, I love One comedy. Crazy Summer. I know. I, I his name is Hoops in that. Uh, and he's never I mean, played both basketball. Cool, better they're off fun. Dead and One Crazy Summer are Great both movies. really yeah. fun movies that do have a unique voice to him. That yeah, that paper it, boy with the $2 and all that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> One Crazy Summer, the Curtis Armstrong character, is is he the guy who keeps trying to win the sweepstakes and then eventually like shoots a fucking rocket launcher at something, if I remember correctly? There's a character who's constantly trying to win a radio call-in show and he never can, he can, he can never do it and then I, like snaps at the end. He like just misses it or something I like can't, that. I remember him being a cartoonist. I liked that part of it. And, and it had uh, like inter, uh, animated interludes. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. The bad guys were a father-son... Con- I know this because I based something in a script off this. The bad guys were like the father-son wealthy guys. And the big turn at the end is they had stolen his like Ferrari engine and put it on their boat for the big regatta race. And they fucking like smoke him with that. And he shoots like a... He's got a wheel of lobsters that he's shooting at with a crossbow and shit. All this classic bad guy shit. So Does Curtis Armstrong snort everything and better off dead. Is that what he's like the druggie? Uh, this is one hundred percent pure snow. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's better off dead. Yeah. yeah Cybo man. Q- <laughs> Q- you know what? I got to pull up some Cusack uh, Stern clips. He's Ooh, a guy yeah. we got to remember because he's definitely somebody I'm sure Stern would needle a little bit about. Like what happened? Like <laughs> so, you've been offered a lot of movies. Was it true? Is it true that you were offered the Terminator? You're some shit. Like it'll be some huge fucking thing. You you were offered Titanic, right? He always will put himself in there. That would that would drive me crazy. I mean, I (laughs) won't stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's all I would ever think about. It's all I'd ever talk about or think about. You've turned out some big movies. They wanted you to be Batman. Why? Why didn't you want to be Batman? I mean, that movie was everywhere. Dude, let me tell you. If you were sitting right here telling me you were Batman, I don't know. And well, you know, no, you know, it wasn't me. I like at the time I'm glad, the script, I'm glad. I'm like, you know, uh the spin that just, they were no, better. just just real quick, yeah, the spin that they all go into. Just real quick, no, I I wasn't. I, you know, it, it got floated around, but like I, it never got to me. I was on a list. I don't know. No, you, you know, of course. <laughs> and then no, I never got that man. It was it was down to me and Cusack for Terminator. It was down to me. <laughs> it was I said, sure, John. You know. <laughs> And me and he, he, Cusack, he's so small. <laughs> he could you know, not have the, the cybernetic ex, exoskeleton. You know, there I am. I'm reading for Better Off Dead. 
you know, that they don't think that I'm right for it and these things, and that, you know. You said, let, you know, sell, I'm not doing it. Let, let Cusack do it. <laughs> they want me to do sell. They want me to do sell. By the way, I have like this fucking Zodiac light on my head. <laughs> He's got. So, yeah. yeah oh, Jesus. Yeah. Gabrus, uh, Gabrus has wow. a weird reflection on his face Some right now. Look, Christian it's, iconography. Yeah. Which brings us into uh, Lawnmower Man. Well, the Catholicism in this movie. There is a lot of, of That's also how you know Stephen King has <laughs> right. nothing to do with it. Because it's like way too. It's way too Irish Catholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is probably what f- fucking uh, infuriated him the most. <laughs> and Jeffrey. Well, he has like some priest stuff, but it's usually like involving vampires. And, and <laughs> well, or or like he likes some. Um, Baptist, you know, Pentecostal type stuff, like revival house shit, you know. I do like that Jeffrey Lewis read the script and was like, you know what? I'm going to do it Irish. <laughs> I did pull up Cell and uh, the the IMDb page and I'm looking at John Cusack in it and it looks like he's, it looks like he's, dr- he's the, the baby of Nicolas Cage and Tom Hanks in The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. He's, yeah, like he's got true two guys... ventriloquist dummy hair. <laughs> yeah, he went, the, he went the wrong route on that hair, too, where it's like uh, slicked back wishnik troll and dyed black. Like, it's, it comes up and back, you know? Like, it like, doesn't feel like it lives anywhere else on his head. Who, what's the guy in Da Vinci Code? What's his name? Langdon. <laughs> Robert Langdon. Robert Langdon. Yeah, Dr. Robert he got the Langdon. He went to the barber and asked for the Langdon. I can't believe in the last couple of years I've watched all three of those movies back to back. Yeah, Gabrus watched the mysterious third one. Speaking of fucking disappearing, it's a huge billion dollar franchise, and the third one came out to no fanfare. With I got to tell you, if you ever have any doubts about Tom Hanks, which I'm sure people do, he's CIA. Um, it's the other the, thing people think. the The video of him doing the talk. Uh, that he was forced to do on oh, stage. Oh, it's very funny about the it's, Google the Google glasses or whatever. What it's is this some fucking dumb stupid shit? fucking product that he's been forced to like get. It's it's almost like a TED talk for some company. It's like for Sony, like Sony. I think it is Sony. I think Sony. It would make sense because they like yes. He like Sony, Sony made the movie package and, or movie. Yes, yeah, and yeah. now he's got to basically be like, "Hey, the guy in charge of Sony's cool. I'm Tom Hanks. Come see the new uh, the the new Da Vinci Code movie." And he is so miserable. They asked to do it that he kind of destroys the whole illusion they were going for. <laughs> it's really and, like fucking funny. clearly some piece of shit or some like annoying person that works there gave him an instruction. Um, uh, and, like treated him like I'm an pretty sure of this it's place. like it's like glasses, and he's like he essentially he doesn't say this, but it's like these are fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and they must have told him to walk back and forth, and so he never stops walking back and forth in a really like over the top manner. Like now I'm walking over here, and it does make you like him. It does. <laughs> He's fucking lawnmower man. The theatrical cut. I unfairly was um, critical of Roger saying that he's a wife guy. He definitely is a wife guy because I do like the clip of him protecting Rita Wilson when like the paparazzi were getting too close. You know, it was kind of a cool thing because he's like, 
America's sweetheart or whatever. This is pretty recent. And they were getting like, I real think you can be pushy. divorced and be a wife guy. Agreed. Agreed. You're, oh, I God. agree with you. <laughs> I have to change my brand. You got to get a new wife. <laughs> that's fair. And that sometimes can be difficult. Yeah. You can't just divorce and be single, stay single and then be a wife guy. Mm. You Did have you to get it? a new wife. Speaking of paparazzi, did you see Sly and his whole family like walking down uh, through Italy and they're being like mobbed by crowds of people with their phone? And his caption is like, I love this country or whatever. They love I com- them. I commented, I commented, man, Frank is super famous in Italy. <laughs> I'm hoping that just burrows into his brain. <laughs> what does this mean? I went to a birthday party last like night me. and my friend's wife came over to the 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 circle i was talking in with um some guy and 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 she's like this is my friend and uh we actually know each other from uh like a school like exchange we're exchange students he's um, from brussels oh, and wow. like Hell we've yeah. been friends for like for fucking 30 years and so then i'm like cool and i'm also like i don't want to talk to this fucking dude. <laughs> i'm like catching up with an old friend of mine and now i'm I, now i'm like all right like and then somehow and he brings up like van dam and i'm like okay i can talk about okay. this and then immediately he talks about somehow it gets shifted over to frank stallone he's like what's frank stallone song and i'm like honestly i don't know i don't know i think he had one hit and i one can't hit tell you that what was it is. For staying it was, alive, it, yes, it's like never forget. Like, it's it's like a disco. Like, high yes, he's energy. like you don't know. It's like he's like I can't believe I'm the one that has to tell the Americans what Frank and I'm like, yeah, no, he's, he's a joke, uh, dude. FYI, yeah. <laughs> far from over. I think is the yes, is the I, I yes, I learned that last night because he did <laughs> Google it. He's like far from over. I'm like that's it. And was I the was guy like, at all I jacked? Can't... I would keep calling him Muscles from Brussels if he had any. No, he was, or if like he was super rail, skinny. Rail would be funny skinny, too. yeah, yeah. I should have been calling him. <laughs> Did that. he have some Van Damme vocal tics? No, not really. I mean, yeah, he just kind of sounded, yeah, like Van Damme's got some weird kind of influences in where he learned English and like how spread out over Europe he was and all that. So it's <laughs> he's unique unto himself, like Arnold, you know. <laughs> Guys who've lived in America for like 50 something years in a, in a profession where it's all talking and did not lose their. I mean, it's obviously on purpose because it's beneficial to them. Well, but it is. Well, super Arnold, powerful. Put, Arnold puts his on and Van yeah. Damme, I think just that's just Van Damme. <laughs> that's the best. He I don't think Van Damme thinks he has. I He's think Van Damme says he has no every movie. I don't hear it. Well, the difference is Arnold, like when he's giving a motivational speech, you realize how good a speaker he is and that like his accent is very much part of his his character now. And then when Van Damme is doing his like Instagram videos, you can barely understand a fucking word he's saying. Yeah, (laughs) he's struggling. He's struggling. He's mixing in multiple languages. Yeah. Gabriel sent us a couple of clips of um, the, the John Cusack movies that, he's that he pulled up. <laughs> Look at these two. And he does. It the is, second is one though, is the one I was thinking of, of the Photoshop. He's just yeah. fully like blurred out of it and distorted. It looks like 
<laughs> somebody is just putting like mask from a CVS at like Halloween <laughs> time. <laughs> like I just on the back of a photo shoot. And both of these posters look like it would be in a, if John Cusack spoofed himself in another TV show, they would be like up in his house. Like, yes. like yeah. they're like, they Where seem like, like fake shit, movies. I'm going to John Cusack's house. It's like, <laughs> and he's like fucking bragging about all his movie posters. The like the also the subtle burn to both of them is that he's second billing. Both of them. Yeah. To like uh, Christina Ricci. Emil Hirsch. Hirsch. Yeah. <laughs> He in this one um distorted. He looks like the guy that like when you go to the gym sits on the peck rear fly machine for like the whole time you're there on his you're, phone mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm there for a two hour workout. I just want to squeeze some of that in. And meanwhile, this guy's in there the whole fucking time. <laughs> and he like turns around. He's got weird eyebrows and like no muscle development. I'm like oh, maybe you should change it up and do something different. I you was know? supersetting. I was supersetting strict press and lat pull downs, and so, a guy jumped on the lat pull down machine in between. I was like, okay, that's that's fine. I'll let him finish his set. He finished the set and then he sat there and I could see he like left his phone up on the ground and he was watching like an ins- he was listening and watching an instagram video mm-hmm. of some like busty woman talking to camera and then i'm like what the f-? so he picks up his phone now he's on his it's phone and th- i'm waiting tiff and it's t- he's like he's commenting on but i go over <laughs> to like see what he's doing i'm like this guy's been sitting here for like three minutes now i'm like getting into too long of a rest period i gotta get up there so i go and i'm like i'm gonna just see what he's doing on his phone i look over his phone he's like writ- writing like a th- four or five line comment on whatever this instagram video is and i'm like this guy i need to get this guy off this machine for me and off his phone for his own well-being no i mean listen (laughs) dude you could look at it that way or you could look at it as like a tool about how young people connect with each other so oh boy now if you want to be negative that's fine so we're we're about we're 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 about a month ahead of recording and recently (laughs) on a previous episode um our our long-term long-time listener blood fart (laughs) blood flart Blood Flark Two, Electric Boogaloo. Blood Fart Two. He um, he he reposted someone's mess. So there's a, a Reddit thread for this that we avoid because it's too frightening. And um, we should let them be able to talk to each other. Like that. I also it's also people should be able to talk shit if they want uh, yeah. on their own thing. Like that's fine. It's on yeah. the Patreon. We will look, but on yeah, the Reddit, Patreon, it's our job to check and, and to respond to some <laughs> yeah. things. And, we and put up to, those posts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, we put up those posts and we, we, we work. We watched a movie and recorded yeah. for three hours for those posts. So like, I yeah. think we have the right to read the comments. <laughs> the um, us, Reddit is a world of, <laughs> on itself. And I, and I, I generally try to, Last time, I, like Sean Clement's wife loves Reddit. She's on it all the time, and she sent me a link to like a, some fucking shit about me on Reddit once, like on Hollywood Handbook. And I was like, I don't want to fucking read this. What are you no. doing? No, I got, I got, I read a Reddit thread about me and Nicole Byer doing a power hour that uh, upset me and angered me in such a way that I called kibosh on i don't even read the patreon comments i hear them about them from you guys because i'm just trying well, to yeah, live and, and also vacuum. to be fair to the redditors even if they are being negative they're not intending for us to see it like it's not <laughs> yeah, they're not right. coming into my yeah. space and giving so it's just <laughs> yes. like if you want to fucking talk shit or talk about how stupid i am or whatever 
but, but knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Occasionally, somebody will link us, and or if there's like a true psycho, and in this case, Bloodflart just literally cut and pasted this giant diatribe this guy did. Oh, it that was, wasn't his own post. No, no I didn't understand no. what was going on. Yes, yeah, no, no. no. Bloodflart has been with us since day one. Yeah, he's, he's come a, to our live shows. He's, he's a guy. buddy. Bloodflart knows what he is. That's why I like him. <laughs> yeah, he understands. He's the or, he's the uh, he's the uh, the origin of I'm a movie buff. I believe. He is. Yeah, <laughs> he laughs about it. He's also he's a he's either a vet or he's in active duty too. I thought he was in the navy. I believe. Yeah, if if memory serves me, because um, he'll mention that stuff, uh, especially when we do uh, our annual fundraiser well whenever he goes um, to the doctor whenever he sees his doctor who is of course Nate who's also ben commented v. right above him <laughs> who we give a Another hard time but i'm also listeners. fine with. we've been doing the show for a long time and so we have, we have our whack pack. once again we have our whack pack which we should name i feel oh, like yeah. this is a good job for gabrus i'll come up with something act pack the, yeah like our our fucking psycho brigade <laughs> but we have these our lawnmower freaks. men yes we have our lawnmower men our, lawnmower. our jobs i mean our... jobs is a great name we've got quite a few lawnmower men who and they are men <laughs> they are never we we have yet to have a problem female listener no, I mean, I, I think I think you might be able to world. spread that. I think you might be able to spread that across all yes, of podcasts. Yes, I think, or the internet for the most part. <laughs> so this dude just like went. I I, I kind of don't really want to talk shit about him because he did. He didn't post he, it. Like yeah. he like it's not like he didn't post it on our Patreon and. um and he basically just sounds like a guy who doesn't like where he's at in life, which I think everybody can relate to. And if our show up to and including our hosts of the show. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if if part of doing this show keeps some fucking psycho from like stalking somebody at work. <laughs> like I, I, maybe Mission that's accomplished. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, like maybe a, if it's get, so if it's Soma for uh, people that would otherwise be taking upskirt shots on the subway, like I'm so glad that this we're doing our duty. Yeah, we're getting this guy from like <laughs> creeping in bathroom stalls <laughs> from doing wide stances in bathroom <laughs> stalls. But anyway, he um, but this dude did. He had a very technology based. We will talk frequently, um, pretty casually about uh, like our our hatred of phones being distracting and having a lot of negative consequences for us as a society and leading people to be lonely and miserable and addicted to their phone. Um, but he took it to a next level of like saying that he made all his friends and he, he did refer to himself as a um, millennial Gen Z cusper. And that we didn't understand phones. Now, most of our criticism against phones, it, it was it it did strike me as though he isn't really listening to a lot of what we're talking about. Because usually we bring up old people, not old people should need a license to get a phone. Yeah, and and we're also mostly talking about our personal relationship with phones. And I consider us to be old now. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm mostly talking about our personal dynamic with phones and what we feel it's doing to our brains and kind of extrapolating out from there. And from witnessing, from going to one Broadway show where nine different people's phones ran during well, we one struck a, show. We, we struck a nerve with this dude who thought he was under personal attack. But, you know, I don't even know if he's a patron, to be honest with you. Who knows yeah. if he's paying for the fucking podcast? He's got, he did reference one friend that he met that he's seen three times but has a, a meaningful, valuable relationship with. And so I guess that could prove positive on the population depending on what age you go for. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I, or they're like plotting shit. Also, yeah. I just, I think it should be understood that like if we're sitting here shit talking a movie, there is obviously positive parts of the movie we like. If we're sitting here shit talking phones, like obviously I like that I could go on my For You page and see thousands of pairs of tits in under a second. Like there are powerful, cool things about the phone. I get it. Uh, I, I think mean, it's bad for me. Like it, it, it's <laughs> inspired somebody else to talk yeah. about that. I thought might have been the guy, but he says he's not. So I'll take him at his word. Um, Nico Nolte. Nico Nolte. Yeah, I. I Nolte. Nolte. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Nolte. Uh, Your Nol usual table, Nolte. Mr. Nolte. <laughs> uh, but he was talking about like the virtues of like social media and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm trying to remember like what we talked about in Rudy where all that shit. And then he was like, no, no, I was just responding to that post. And then, so I did just say like, Hey dude, just so you know, all of us use social media. We like parts of it. It's probably why the show exists. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, we are, yeah. we are participating in, I social listen media. to audiobooks and podcasts on my phone for mm. like seven hours a day. But at like, the same time, I'm like, I think the Amish were right. And we like all this. Stuff I think the Luddites had yeah. good ideas. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, like the Amish did it right. Hey. And like a rumspringer, like they've like, they're all like, nah, it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd rather come, always work come on back. The barn. It's like 100 yeah. percent of the time they come back if you look at it statistically. <laughs> they're like, yo, I'm gonna go back to the barn. I looked at they're... titties on the internet. I drank I alcohol. Got... I'm coming I back. I got a phone. I got a phone, Fa Father. It wasn't fun. I'm curious to see what on Father. I'm not a cusper. Father, mother, I'm not a cusper. It turns out I'm not a cusper. Turns, turns out I'm not a cusper, and I want to sell my phone back. Gregor Tomato from Reddit was wrong. I am curious to think what he'll think of this episode because it does. It is a cautionary tale. There's a weird, tale. like a lot of overlap, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, that's why I broke the seal and bring it. Like we've got to because it's gonna come up. Like it is. It is fucking. It's a I cautionary mean, tale. He it does should kind come of up, assuming we start the episode. Start talking about the movie anytime soon. I think that he's gonna be on the side of Doctor Larry Angelo early on when he's talking mm -hmm. about like how great technology can be, but then he'll be against. Them later when he's like concerned about how it's this is obviously going to be a very long episode and, and so no fuck a lot we, we've got a lot to discuss we haven't even started yet but throughout the whole time i was watching i kept on thinking like poor cry check like how do you pick what clip to put on our instagram I you, just he, trust that he's going to fucking hammer it. But <laughs> like, you want to put the whole thing in there. I mean, literally every scene has seems unbelievable. One thing we try not to do on this amongst us is text about the movie until we sit down. Like, Gabrus when, was too awestruck. I by couldn't. The whole thing. I couldn't. I, I felt bad. I was like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm like, I'm losing no, my fucking mind here. <laughs> yeah, Gabrus like, couldn't believe the movie existed. <laughs> 
I was truly blown away watching this to the point where I just was like, I just have to tell the guys that I'm losing my fucking shit over here, which is something we try to avoid. Even when we watch together in person, we try not to talk about it so that we can all I don't, come in. I, I don't blame you. Chimp Roscoe one three eight. How could you not text Cybo man? Just calling him Cybo man made me in, in the fucking like uh, uh, idiot in the whatever word we have to come up with a word that to describe jo- in Job's accent saying that's Cybo man and he's like Yo, well, hugging well, a gorilla. Gabrus, I hate to report that Cybo man cut. is not in the 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 theatrical we never, almost at all. We never get to see Job interact with Roscoe one three eight. Roscoe escapes to his house and into his shed, and they—he's like hugging him. And well, this, <laughs> this is why I think the the theatrical cut is better. I do like his escape murder. We just got to go into it. So, like, let's set up some. Why don't we do this as we go through, Gabrus? You can give us a brief synopsis of. Yeah. I'll go through the opening scene, and then you can kind of give us a version. Uh, uh, maybe a truncated version of yeah, what was left out in the director's cut. Sure. And also, listeners, I watched this movie last night. I do have holes in my brain from my uh, just lifestyle choices. So I might even be like, I don't know. Like, ben, I, f- you I might, feel you like- might be doing your own version of the director's <laughs> yeah, cut, like- where it's like you add some, like, like, I'm like, fucking, and it's six, six Job point is seven is there. The fucking, <laughs> Job is molesting the priest. <laughs> there's, there's a lot Sick. of fucking sketchy ass shit about between those two. The, I don't know. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I wanted to add about John Cusack's uh, oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> About his weird, his weird <laughs> fucking face. One thing I want to talk about John Cusack's projection screen forehead was, <laughs> as as Big John would have said, that's not a forehead, that's a five head. <laughs> oh, he just added one more. Yeah, that was always the thing. This guy's got a fucking five head, Johnny. <laughs> Lawnmower man. It's uh, prime. This is what I want to say. When I pulled it up on Prime, I did like that they put it in the subgenre thoughtful. <laughs> oh, I, I did remember something else. I, I got to text Besser about Lawnmower Man. I think Besser, I, I suspect he is a fan of the movie because the amount I always thought the early Upright Citizen Brigade sketches had vr shit in them yes like it also as someone who knew the movie very well i was like oh wow they're really using a lot of lawnmower man stuff my guess would be because but you know like besser has like the he has like the i watch anything that's sci-fi like mm. uh, any new show even if he doesn't like it he he has to check because he just loves sci-fi shit so yeah. much so i i guarantee he likes lawnmower man i'm curious if he's seen lawnmower man 2 which even i have not seen no i i couldn't even i didn't know it existed until i searched trying to kept digging deeper to get away from the director's cut but at one point i was kind of in a sunk cost and here's the funny while we're just uh I own Lawnmower Man, the theatrical cut, on DVD. All my DVDs are in storage except for like eight of them. And one of them is Lawnmower Man, the theatrical cut. But I wanted to go watch it in a room that didn't have a player. And you had meant like you sent a text and I was like, I think I'm just going to rip the uh, rip it on director's cut because I, I I assume that's what you had to watch. But then Stanger came through with the Tubi. But at that point, I was 20 minutes in and like. Tears in my eyes, as Cybo Man. And I've got Joe tears Brock. in my eye. 
<laughs> These <laughs> lawnmower men are coming up to me, tears in their eyes. Same. They're saying, save Cybo man. <laughs> So once I was I was pot committed, like I, I swear to God, five minutes into the movie, I go, if if they figure something else out, I'll just be the guy that watched the other version. Ooh. Alpha. We got we just got to see uh Alpha Raj. <laughs> yeah, well it's dinner time and uh it's not dinner time. It's fucking a little bit before dinner time as of this recording. And my fucking dog has an internal clock that gets very, very rowdy around dinner time of like a- acting like I- I've lost my mind. I'm like, do you, don't you know what time it is? And sometimes it works. I'm like, shit, is it like way past dinner time? I'm like, no, it's not. Ar- Artie has that with his peeps real quick. His last piss before bed mm-hmm. uh, is gotta be, it used to be after 11 because we slept in so late. Now it can be 10 p.m. or later, but I think he likes to do it because then he knows he's not going to get woken up again for a few hours. Yeah. So now, as his old man, this at like 9.05, he's like <laughs> sitting by the door. And I'm like, you need it's another hour, dude, because I don't want you waking me up at five in the morning having to go to the bathroom. So like I have to like and he's just like cranky stomping around. I'm like, no, 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 dude. It's been it was midnight for the longest time. Now it's 10. We're not going to 9 p.m. I don't care. Like now. He's he's gone bananas. We'll talk about this more in a later episode. But like, Ar- he's Artie's- an old man. I wanted to send you, uh, you guys like one of the um, a dog trainer I use posted on her Instagram the like dog ages according to weight. Ultimately, it's the the old adage of like dog years being seven human years is pretty fucking close. Oh, that's cool. Like it's pretty accurate. But they had like it, the the only variable is how heavy your dog is because the little so that, ones like live a little longer. Yes, it's ones, it's yeah. it's slower for lighter dogs. Yeah, so so they age a little bit closer to us. But the um, but all in all, it's just a couple year difference. Um, Artie is off the charts like now, like like because the or at least what like she screen grabbed it was like up till like thirteen. As yeah. as of the if, yeah. if you're going by sevens, he's ninety eight years old right now. Ninety eight and and change, you know, in half a year in dog years is if the math sticks out is three and a half human years. He's broken a hundred. <laughs> like he's like. <laughs> I saw somebody post about like blue zones being bullshit. The um, which and I kind of like I like the the those those like that book when it came out and stuff. And like, oh, I loved it. I yeah. mean, it's all very basic. I mean, some of the stuff it doesn't like it's it's stupid it's just like yeah eat a mediterranean diet and eat something that's fermented and yeah. like and get a lot of sleep and work outside it's all very stuff that is universally true that you can benefit from but somebody thought that the premise of the book so if you don't know about blue zones it's like whoever came up with the, the idea is they went to all the places around the world that had the largest population of uh, centenarians so people over 100 and looked at the commonalities amongst these old people mostly from talking to their kids because they're so old they 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 can barely kind of talk that much and their kids are also like 70 or 80 years old i know um (laughs) so so the 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 graph i saw and i who knows who put this up but it looked into the drop in life expectancy or, or uh, centenarians once their states and countries started using standardized birth record keeping. 
So right, so like it was all like the some people are lying about. Yeah, when they were so, born. some yeah. it gets very murky for some people. Like they, they just fucking I don't know. Grandpa's a hundred, <laughs> right? Yeah, it makes sense. He's been Fuck around it. forever. I like, yeah, I, don't, I guess I don't he was know. born in nineteen uh, twenty. And honestly, I get that now too. Where I'm like, I would fully fucking forget how old I am. I push ahead so frequently by accident. Me and Tiffany actually both do it and call each other out on it. I'll be like, I'm fucking forty two years old, and Tiff's like. Not until January. You and I'm like, are, you do do that, and you have done that for a while. Like, I, you I know making yourself forty when you were when like, I was like 36. 38. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like. I just say it, and I guess it's because in my head I'm like, fuck forty. So like, it just gets in my head. Like, I, I don't worry, I, Stanger. We haven't started the movie yet. <laughs> Stanger just got up, went for a hike, came back, and we're still like <laughs> new line. So cinema. John Cusack. <laughs> By the turn of the millennium, technology known as virtual reality will be in widespread use. It will allow you to enter computer-generated artificial worlds as unlimited as the imagination itself. Its creators foresee millions of positive uses, while others fear it as a new form of mind control. (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Virtual reality is mind control. It's mind control. They're controlling our minds. China is trying to turn us into lawnmower men. Then I know how I got this DVD then, because when Tiff worked at New Line, uh, they let me raid the movie closet once, and I just took like one of every movie that I hadn't had. So I got like Ninja Turtles. What a catalog New, New Line's got. Yeah. Yeah. They, just it, fun it, independent movies. Yeah. It, it, I, I would kill for like a New Line to exist now. I've been picking up a lot of... Uh, VHS is here and there because I I do I finally I wrote, got around to getting a VCR and there are certain movies I don't want to watch on VHS but there's trash because like uh the guy who runs Action Boys titles actually um he's he has a Twitter account where he puts up all the title screens of the movies we covered it's pretty cool and he uh he sent me a message about like all these like sealed video cassettes he got. And like he got one graded and I kind of was like, I don't know, not my thing. I I think part of the fun of it is they should cost a dollar. Right. And when as the price is like the weird collection of that raises, like it kind of ruins it because it's like these aren't letterboxed movies for the most part. They're like pan and scanned or just like weirdly cut, like the dimensions are weird. The, the sound Bad quality transfers. isn't good. Yes, there's all sorts of problems, but this is the perfect fucking thing for like a shitty VHS copy. But unfortunately, I couldn't find one in time, so it led to me watching on Tubi. But this was the the exact perfect over the plate, like just pop it in the fucking VCR and let it roll, <laughs> even if you can't even hear some of this shit. We go to Virtual Space Industries. It's a nondescript building, looks like a water treatment plant. Like on the side of a mountain. It's very close to this small town. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we get a very strange shot of we just kind of see the halls and we're going through this concrete, depressing, darkly lit laboratory. And you can hear Pierce Brosnan and a guy named and there is very sloppy exposition where it's like. Tim's, my treatments are making him smarter at an incredible rate. It's more important than training him for war. They're doing the classic science fiction thing where it's like, 
the could science. Be yeah. It's yeah. science versus military. It's like, should we use this for warfare or to better humanity? And that's been a sort of like fuzzy relationship in America, in global history, but in American history, very specifically. And, that's and, how we got silly putty. It, but also uh, science fiction. It's, it's part of the genre. Now, yeah. the big thing I think people are missing out is where technology went of like, how can we sell this to people in a really dumb fucking way? <laughs> how can we just pe- get people to fucking buy this for and like fool them into thinking it's meaningful for their life so they got to get a new version of it every year? And more specifically, how can we get them to sign up for subscription-based models of other how can things? We, yeah, how can we put, uh, get them to put all their information in it? <laughs> how can we get them to give this to their kids as gifts and stuff? We put it yeah. in an egg. <laughs> Silly Putty, of course, was uh, when they were oh, trying to going, develop. You're looping back to that, okay? <laughs> they were trying to develop. We agreed with you. Uh, <laughs> different kinds of rubber for vehicle wheels and stuff during World War II, and so they were a bunch of scientists got together, and one of the offshoots was Silly Putty. <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we can't use this for warfare, but we can use it. We can use it to peel the newspaper print off and of look fun. at it. <laughs> kind, it's kind of, of fun. silly." Kind of silly. <laughs> hey, look at this. It's kind of silly. Don't you kinda see? Children crazy. could use this to pull the funny pages off, <laughs> and you want to use it for tanks in your war? A cannon that just shoots silly putty and like bushes somebody <laughs> on the wall or something. It would expand and kill twice as many people if we weaponized silly putty the right way. They could use it to smear out over enemy documents and copy them onto the silly putty kids are complaining dr angelo is not telling you some of the incredible advancements of this silly putty just don't let it fall on the carpet (laughs) where it'll get dog hair on it and never be the same (laughs) i remember getting silly putty it had like a shelf life of like six minutes if you like accidentally got anything on it it just fucking Definitely, like, if you get a little, like, dust or hair in it, it's that's not going away. Or if you leave it out of its little egg, it'll end up looking like fucking Job at the, uh, once (laughs) he... Dude, that's my favorite fucking piece of trivia of, like, Job's head at the end was achieved through a mannequin paper mache. It's like, Mm. no shit! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think fucking, uh, what? I think Hatch made it. (laughs) I think British POWs made that. We're, of course, referring to the movie Victory, where there's a paper mache head. We just did that in the end of Sports Timber. Which is now in in our rearview mirror. Boys. As we're brewing up towards some horror. So, uh, Dr. Angelo is Pierce Brosnan, and he's the one who's complaining about their warfare. Dr. Uh, Larry Angelo is such, such a funny fucking, great fucking name. name. I can't get over Short it. Short for Lawrence. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Larry Angelo, Virtual Space Industries. And obviously, I'm British. <laughs> like, like, it's like so many Larry ways. Angelo, I'm British with an Irish flag in my office. <laughs> How you doing? I work with VR. <laughs> I fucking love monkeys and lawnmowers. I got a, I got a real smart monkey. I let the kid next door play my games all the time. Don't <laughs> fuck my wife, none. <laughs> He's talking to a guy named Tim's who's uh, got a shaved head. He's a young guy in a suit. And your classic just kind of uh, mid-manager 
sniveling sort of bad guy. You know our funding comes from the shop. They want this animal trained in virtual reality to use the infrared battle helmet, not recite the ABCs. The infrared battle helmet. Don't worry. We are going to see the infrared battle helmet. Oh, and it man. looks like a really shitty. It's like Robo-Cop a kid's Robocop costume. costume. Yeah. <laughs> it very well could be a kid's Robocop costume I, that they I put on it... a chimpanzee <laughs> yes. who definitely didn't have a good life. No. no. And I wish you guys saw the director's cut. It gets worse for that chimp. <laughs> He's already been exhibiting behavioral instability. They want his primal rage centers fully stimulated. <laughs> There's so much good pseudoscience bullshit talk in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, like, and and what's funny are the words that have now 30 years later, like permeated into society. Stanger said nootropics earlier. Um, Brosnan has a great pronunciation of, he keeps saying, um, uh, nootropics, (laughs) nootropics. He's the best chimp I've ever had. And then we cut to, of course, the chimp, like with his battlefield simulator engaged. And he's. This looks worse than Doom, a game that's been out for like 10 years at this point. (laughs) It looks like it's cool that it's original and wild, but it looks just like, how does that help him get ready for battle in any way? Well, they do this weird thing where they do like a wide shot and you see that like there's a stick attached to his back and a Tickle Me Elmo doll hanging from the stick in front of him. And so he's like chasing Stangers, of course, referring to the... Travis the Chimp. Travis the Chimp, who we've all gone down the rabbit hole many times. I do it to myself almost annually to (laughs) reread the story of... I mean, it's like... My, I shouldn't be fact, laughing about we it. We should it's not be laughing. We know tragic, so many specifics story. about it. Like the fact that we know that she got a new haircut is like such a funny, like oh shit. Travis the Chimp's owner got a new haircut and it made him go completely insane. Mixed with his Travis relationship with a tickle me Elmo. Just do yourself a favor. Look up the Wikipedia page of the Travis the Chimp attack. It's we probably talked about it when Nope came out last year around this time. Um, It's a horrific story that I keep returning to over and over again. It's fascinating, especially like the side details to where you hear like uh, oftentimes Travis would um, take a car and drive it around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All the specifics keep piling up in the best way. It's like possible. he lived in this fucking small town and would like sometimes just steal a car and drive it around. And so they had to like get Travis back and <laughs> somebody threw a bottle, like a Pepsi bottle at him one time and he went all fucking crazy on the guy. <laughs> and the the lady that he attacked wasn't even his owner. She was just helping her out because, oh. <laughs> yeah, they used, and like the owner like would dose him on like with Xanax and they used to take baths and stuff together. Anyway. Look it up. It's uh, yeah, there's a lot. It goes of, far beyond just this woman getting her face ripped off and then doing an appearance on Oprah and stuff with the new face. Yeah, with Oprah the showed her fucking face, which is oh, crazy. I and like I'm that that was traumatic <laughs> seeing yes. that. I could only yes. imagine it happening. <laughs> oh my god, it's awful. It's it shouldn't be laughed about, but it's hard not to. <laughs> but that's and it's also hard like, not to like compare Roscoe one three eight to Travis to Gordy from Nope to Amy the gorilla, right? Uh, to well, it's, uh, Harambe. It's all also like us as a humans being like, this animal is cute, 
so I'm okay around it. Like, you know, like, and that's just like an absolute misnomer or misreading of the situation. Like, stay away from the cage. (laughs) I mean, if somebody could convince, somebody could have convinced me like, hey, will you let Harambe stay in your backyard for a couple of months? I would do it. Just because I (laughs) like it would be like love. (laughs) I named my son Harambe. (laughs) You you have like a dozen. You have a bag of a dozen squirrels thrown on your fucking back porch like every day. Harambe. Harambe and Delphi <laughs> working together. Fucking speedballing <laughs> squirrels at you the back of your house. <laughs> you gotta go out there every day with a fucking extended clip bump stock to fucking put these yeah, guys on. You wake up misery. and it's like, man, what's it's that thumping on the side of the house? Squirrella and canine are working synergistically together. Harambe, give you squirrels, rhino. Amy's a listener. Rhino. Rhino, Amy gave me talking gloves so Harambe can talk to you. I killed 40 squirrels. 40? I thought you were going to say four. 40. I was able to make friends with these gloves. I know you think they're bad for society, but for me, <laughs> these, that's me. I'm Harambe Cusper. <laughs> they call I me Mr. Nolte. <laughs> I'm Mr. Nolte. I have talking glove and gay glove. <laughs> I make wow. friends. A dual use glove, both for you know pulling butts apart and for making you one talk. on each hand, Rhino. It's a bummer though that the uh, the American sign language for spreading your cheeks apart is the Hail Mary, so it's super complicated. Yeah, when, when you, you go, go to, to Gabe, it's when like you go, when, yeah, Hail Mary, you, full of you, grace. It's very, especially when you're trying to gape at a fucking church. He's given the universal sign for Gabe. Let me get involved. Gabe Harambe ripped. <laughs> like, you're or- like you're ordering a gape at a restaurant. It's like the check sign. Okay. Uh, hello, sir. You were asking for a gape. We'll have your server over in just one moment. I just pour the water in your asshole. Hey, excuse me. We've been trying to get our gape for at least 10 minutes, and everybody around here is gaping like crazy. I well, hate it's going this. in my gelp review. <laughs> <laughs> so th- we go from this chimp in a VR battlefield simulation where it looks like it's kind of killing Terminator hunter killer type like robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it in the theatrical cut, it weirdly wipes just to a Brett Leonard film, The Lawnmower Man. All very 90s. CG kind of like so bad it's it's almost charming to be honest with you. I will say the virtual reality stuff is fun in its like in its time period. Like I I like watching it now, it was like enjoyable. Well, I gotta say the like I hate digitally created flames and blood, but when they burn the priest in the third act of the movie. It doesn't look as bad as I thought because I think it's because of the virtual reality 
sheen like the, get, yes the 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 sheen of the movie it like kind of makes sense story-wise the medium so it bothers of you VR, little, yeah, yes, yeah. it's like it kind of should look, look like shitty digital bullshit so the chimp breaks out chimp picks a lock it's i hate how funny it is i hate how funny i find this animal like acting like a fucking psycho I'm losing it at this point, by the way. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so, I had no idea this monkey was such a part of the movie. Like, I'm like having the time of my life. And he can, it's like movie. very rotor adjacent where he can see through walls. Because he's got a little helmet. Yeah, he's got shit. a little helmet. He's got on. a little fucking bike helmet that's spray painted silver on. <laughs> yeah. And it lets him see thermal imaging of people. And he also he rem- has. He remembers his training and shit. <laughs> yeah. And he has. just saw, like. <laughs> And has the heads up display of like the Terminator where it's like yeah. target, dangerous. He sees, he sees the security guard and like zeroes in on his gun and his key acquire, card. And he acquire, te- acquire, 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 evasive. <laughs> and he kills, he shoots this, he takes the security guard's gun, shoots him in the face, which clearly did not make, wasn't in the script because nobody mentions it throughout that like the chimp <laughs> killed a bunch of people. <laughs> They don't tell Dr. Angelo that anytime. They shoot him in the head, right? This is the shot. He that shoots the guy straight in the face. And yeah. the blood just sprays out. The, it's like a legit like surprise how gory it is to me. No, not in the, not in the theatrical cut. Because oh, like, okay. you only you kill him through the infrared oh. uh, monkey helmet vision. I thought I thought there were. I, saw well, I think he kills another guy. So does he kill another guy in the directors in the theatrical cut? Because he. He then shoot. He shoots someone square in the middle of the forehead, and it like blows the back of their head out. I remember seeing that in the. I th- I, I thought I remember seeing. I don't that. believe so. Okay, so he uses the key. He exits, and like he kind of see exit clear. Like they give he like picks up which exit he can go out, and then he goes blank. And our head security guard kills him. And we'll see this guy later on. He's sort of like completely miscast. This guy's been in a million fucking things. Who plays our security? He's the guy who snipes team. Jeffrey Lewis from like a distance, like instead of the lawnmower. Yes, <laughs> which is also fucking way too fun- funnier than it should be. God, yeah, they- Jeffrey Lewis is just having the time of his life being in the lawnmower man. Okay, like is- so just to jump to mm-hmm. director's cut, the monkey shoots someone at the same time he gets shot, and then it cuts to his POV, and it's Brock. And now, and then we go to. Job being a lawnmower, like being Job being at the shed. Okay, sounds better. Sounds because like I do like the monkey killing more people, and also it's too ambiguous. Like the monkey's death, I thought. Like cl- clearly, this guy shoots him, but like it, it is. It's ambiguous because having... the monkey doesn't die in the director's true vision. Yes, <laughs> the um, it I I will. Uh, what limited things? The only thing I saw from the director's cut. Because I was like, I'm not watching this. Um, I don't want to watch a two and a half hour version of the the Lawnmower Man. Though I was tempted, but we just did the whole thing with when we covered Superman two. How upset we were that we watched the Donner cut. I was like, fool me once, all right. I'm not going to do it again. Though I part of me was like, when the fuck am I ever going to have an excuse to watch the Lawnmower Man? That's how I kind of felt when I just got myself. I just like ripped the band aid off, and there was like a moment where like six minutes where no one responded and I was like, I'm just going to start the fucking movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I was ha- doing had I known that there was more of Roscoe 138, I for sure would have watched it directly. I, I, I will watch say, the opening. watch the first 15 minutes. It's very Roscoe or as 
we later learn his real name is Cybo Man. <laughs> so the chi- the uh, his we real cut, name is we we do Gregor a hard <laughs> we do a hard cut to Pierce Brosnan waking up from a nightmare, and of course the TV's on and it's full of war, chemical warfare in the Middle East somewhere. <laughs> right after what is it good for? Absolutely the shop. <laughs> For the American economy. <laughs> Should be Who the little is sh- it bad for? Families of poor people? <laughs> Most American citizens? So, people who don't he lights like up silly a cigarette. Putty. There's a woman next to him in bed. And it, he's got, he's a handsome guy. I do think it. It makes his casting very limited as he's to what corny he can do. handsome. He's corny handsome, but like he should be in. I, here's what I think he's very well cast in is um, Volcano or Dante's Peak or whatever the fucking one he's in. I, I think, think it's he's Dante's, Dante's Peak. Peak. Volcano's Dante, T- Tommy Lee da- Jones, right? Dante's Peak has like such a ridiculous reality to it <laughs> where like he kind of works in it. Right. Yeah. Like that's like where it's like, oh, this is this is Hollywood. It's a big Hollywood movie. Big Hollywood you know. movie where it's yeah. like, okay, that dude's the fuck, the like scientist in charge. Sure, okay, he gives one hundred and ten percent. You got to appreciate that. And, and even like, I really like the um, the remake that McTiernan did of um, the Steve McQueen movie um, with the Renee, No, with oh, Renee um, Russo. Thomas Brown Affair. Yeah, I like. Oh, him that's in that. a, that's a good. Yeah. That's he's good in that too, and that makes sense for. Yeah, because he's supposed to be kind of like this. um, That absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He looks great. He's got longish hair. uh, Little glasses. Whip thin. He's he's way too thin. He's got an earring. Um, In this, he doesn't have We have have a very similar earring. Yeah, (laughs) I did think your earring. Um, Good hair in this all around. He's got great hair. Uh, Fucking lawnmower man has famously good hair. They're both about 40. They're both in pretty good shape. Lawnmower Man's fucking great shape. He's ripped. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a fucking buffalo build, dude. (laughs) I I mean, he's about my size, I would say. And he he was I was like, shit, I got to fucking put in some arm days. He's got some back thickness, too, which was I mean, not that you don't, but he had some fucking. I've been hitting that. I've been like, I, I mean, hitting the fucking doing those delt pull downs, trying to build my back, you know, make some comments, but. Fucking lawnmower, Ben. <laughs> really trying to get in lawnmower man shape this summer. <laughs> you got to start now. Men's health. Eight ways to get in lawnmower man shape. <laughs> How to get your best lawnmower man body. <laughs> and then you like look it up and it's like bench press, pull downs. You're like, wow. Yeah, it's, always, yeah. it's always how Henry Push Cavill ups. became Superman. Worked out a lot. Eight lean. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I got to start doing that. I bought every one of these magazines, by the way. I had subscriptions to like four of them when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, I really, I like ate a lot of protein and worked out a lot for about four months. Okay. What'd you do? I lifted weights. Okay. What else? I did some cardio. All right. Yeah, I'm kind of natu- genetically prone to building muscle and I'm super wealthy and have a ton of free time. And a team of people helping me. Oh, okay. I, I've got the. <laughs> well, you know, what? even that is like. Usually, it's just like, yeah. Well, if you go lift weights and eat right, like it'll probably work yeah, a little if bit. If it's if it's your job, 
to yeah. work out all day and you have a personal chef, it's it's going to happen. Because Jeff Fahey doesn't have that. No, he's not at that level. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't have a fucking personal trainer and like making a shit ton of money doing playing the lawnmower, man. No, you just won the fucking genetic lottery. Because <laughs> he's not short, eyes. right? How tall do you think he is? I think he's about five ten. Would be my guess. Oh. He seems tall. He Brazen, tall so, I always thought Brazen was tall, but then Colleen Angelo, his wife, seemed like almost his same height. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what's going on with Brazen's height. She's one of my favorite characters in the movie. I can't wait till we start talking about. Well, her. she's virtually cut out of the theatrical cut, so I'm curious to hear. <laughs> I think, and I, I don't say he's listed as six foot. So you're right, Ben, five ten. The my guess is. She, I mean, I don't think she's a good movie, so like it makes perfect sense why they would cut her out. No, the, she, the so, character so, is. All right, we'll get to it more. This because this is like her introduction. It's sort of a surprise that somebody's in bed with her, him, and, and it turns out it's his wife. And he gets like he wants some tenderness after this nightmare. I just so had a nightmare. Is like, and she's like, I hate when you smoke in bed. <laughs> And I got to tell you, I'm with her on this. It's like, yeah, that's fucking disgusting. Now he's all horny. And, and it's it's like you should be pitying him. But I'm like, I, I keep I keep relating more to her in I, every aspect of their relationship. That's why I think the character is so fun in the movie. Throughout the whole movie, she's supposed to be like some woman who's not giving him like what he needs. But in reality, he's the bad husband. Yes. And also awful. The craziest thing is that the movie's two and a half hours long and she's there the whole time. Like, he, like he's clear. Like, there's a time lapse where he's like working with fucking Lawnmower Man for like a month training him. And like, his wife is still just there by his side. We never see her, them to interact, but she doesn't divorce him or anything. And it, really I'm sure funny. a lot of people relate to it because, like, the amount of guys who are like full blown addicted to playing video games again that don't, uh, uh, as an adult who don't have jobs or anything, where it's like, hey, we're. Can we at least do something? Like I can't. I'm playing. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. I'm busy. I, I got. I'm. I'm level sixty barbarian in Diablo Four. I don't have time. I just downloaded Baldur's Gate Three for my PC. I have no time. So he gets out of bed and he notices his neighbors. We'll later meet these neighbors. This is Peter, the kid who would. Will, the actor will go on to play Last Action Hero. Yeah, the Parkettes. And, and Peter Parquet and Peter Park, they look very nice and friendly. And uh, his mom is you know, like seems very loving to Peter. And then the dad is an absolute nightmare, slapping both of them around. The dad and pulls up at home and he's worn his hard hat in his car on the drive home. You'd think maybe you'd take the hard hat off, but I guess we have to know that he works construction. So there, I'm curious when they were shooting this and also about the director's cut, if Pierce Brosnan at any point was like, so my character just watches all this and doesn't do anything at any point. It makes you fucking hate him. Where it's like, if I saw somebody beat their kid in front of me, <laughs> I know I would say something. I yeah. might get my fucking ass kicked, but I would probably. I, I would you probably... go full. You go full, Mister Kimball style. You hit. How the do you kid, not say anything like na you. neighbors, especially like I'd hit him right in the solar plex. <laughs> <laughs> I'd shaft his nose. Into I'd his teach brain. that kid how to fucking punch a solar plex. <laughs> <laughs> Hitman style. I'm talking. I'm referring to Hitman, of course. Where. Chuck Norris steps out of Grogan. this very serious movie to have a, a quick 
more you know teaching segment to a, a kid who's bullied. They take they take a break to uh, learn some you know karate in between making uh, model airplanes. Good. <laughs> That's good. He's really into You're like making now. like little You're models. You're a tiger now. <laughs> so his his manager at the shop laboratory calls him at virtual virtual space industries VSI VSI if you will. <laughs> Tim call Tim's calls him says your chimp's dead tried to escape they call and me mr tims <laughs> angelo bugs out this is the smartest chimp as we know okay this is the best me, chimp he's got let me run this let me run with this for like two minutes here okay in the director's cut the chimp and this guy shoot each other at the, you don't know what's happening he goes down brosnan has a bad dream or whatever I don't even know if that might even happen after this. The next scene is uh, Lawnmower Man in his shed, and he's out there, and he's being watched, and it's like uh, danger, warning, villain, whatever. And then he comes out, and he's like, Cybo Man? And he's looking up in the tree. He's like, is that you, Cybo Man? And the next shot is the monkey in the full gear jumping down from the tree and landing in front of him. And he's like, it really is you. Cy-. And you don't know that he reads comics called Cybo Man yet at this point. So you're See, just this like, all, <laughs> this really does make me think like they were right to cut a lot of this out. No, 100%. Yeah. It makes the movie so much fun in this first act. Like this is shit you would, if you showed, if I show you the clip of what happens next, you would fucking go bananas. Cyboman has a fucking bullet wound in his leg and he's like, they hurt you. And he shows sympathy. Uh, then the monkey zooms in in his infrared on uh, Job's eye and it's like, harmless friend and he goes and hugs him and he's like Saibo man and he carries him inside he's like patches him up and like helps his leg and then eventually and I don't know exactly where this is intercut with the Pearson neighbor shit eventually everyone from VSI armed to the teeth uh, the priest sees him like playing with the monkey in the room and he's like what the fuck calls the police the VSI intercept the police call, show up with a ton of guns, and he's in there with Cyboman, and Dr. Angelo is like, wait a minute, the lawnmower man? He's like, you know him? He's like, yes, he does my lawn. He goes, let me talk to them, please. And he tries to intercede, and he's like, come to the door, come to the door. And when he comes, if eventually he's like, Cyboman, w- w- you need to be nice. And they're like, these look like bad guys, Dr. Angelo. He comes to the door with the monkey in his arms, and when Dr. Angelo's like, allow me, please don't hurt the chimp. Allow me to go up there. He goes up there and Cyboman has like, a, uh, uh, or uh, the monkey has a crazy reaction to seeing Dr. Angelo snaps, pulls a gun, pulls out the gun that he's still holding on, the revolver, and points it at Dr. Angelo. And then they open fire. Like a hundred, like there's like 20 guys all stationed with machine guns and shotguns, just fully hundreds of rounds. The monkey runs away, runs up on the roof of the shed, runs around. There's like bullets spraying all around him, leaps off the shed, gets up on a tree. And, you know, you hear the whole time Lawnmower Man's like, Cybo Man, Cybo Man. And then they cut to a shot of a fucking fake monkey holding onto the tree and just 
bullets, squibs blowing out of its side as it sprays, falls off the tree. And the whole time it has like this little Robocop mask on. And it's like laying on the ground. And Dr. Angelo's like, no, you monsters, I said not to. And then he's been like, they uh, have to swear Lawnmower Man to silence. They offer a big donation to the priest, to the church to keep this all under wraps. And then the, and I don't know if this is in the movie. The, later on, the priest that night is like, you cannot ever tell anyone. You have to forget this. And what's the best way to forget? You don't know if this is, it's definitely all this shit is not. Yeah. Not he, points at the, he points at the belt. The priest takes a belt off. He lifts up his shirt and the priest like whips him for like, uh, like for like, it's fucked up. He it's gets like whipped upsetting. for other reasons yeah. later. This is, this, this is making me so grateful I didn't watch the director's cut. But also well, making me want to watch. I, I will say well, this was the best I think part I like of the this movie version to me. better than. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that doesn't surprise me. I so don't back, know. I don't think there's anything else in the movie that feels like. I bet you this insane. was cut and this was fun, but there's nothing as powerful as this. When he drops from the tree and he's got like a falling apart laser tag suit on, <laughs> you're just like, and then, and the, a grown man who you're seeing for the first time who has the fucking Dumb and Dumber hair is going. Cybo man, you're like, what is this? You know what's crazy? It might be why they cut it. It's almost lifted from exactly what happened to Bubbles, but it was like because like Michael found like he came to Neverland and then like Michael let him in and was calling him Cybo man, Cybo man, and I think he like bit Brooke Shields or something, and then like they're like Brooke Shields handlers were like trying to kill him and like Quincy Jones tried to intervene and they ended up <laughs> shooting bubbles. I think, I don't know. You might want to look that one up, but that might be what happened. Of course, we know that he was locked up when Eddie Murphy went over to dinner there. <laughs> hey, stay away from the cage. <laughs> he got warned. And according to Shania, not, not Shania Twain, um, Cheryl Crow, she used to sing backup for him to hang out with Michael. Um, like Bubbles would be on the road with them. And then like uh, fucking Michael would like, you know, jab him with a pen and stuff and like kind of smack him. And and she was like, I don't think you should fucking be doing that to the. It's going to fucking. Michael, turn... that's the worst thing you're doing to people. <laughs> going to fucking turn on your ass. It was Back more it. just like not even like worried about Bubbles. It was like that fucker's going to fucking rip you your know, face off. Yeah. Wacko Jacko. Whip all your faces yeah. off. You ain't got much <laughs> nose left, boss. <laughs> yeah, that's why fucking Bubbles went crazy. He didn't know how to fucking fuck the guy up. He's like, what do I do? No jacket. I, no I got nothing to grip on there. He's been asleep for 18 hours. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps waiting me out. I keep waiting for him to wake up so I can rip his genitals off, but he doesn't wake up. So back at uh, VSI, Pierce is a leather jacket, of course. He's the bad boy of VR. The cigarette doesn't fit with the character, but when you like, that's makes what makes him like the rebel scientist, the cigarette and jacket. And you know what helps us to know that he's smart is that he does wear glasses, which does help. <laughs> oh, he is smart. <laughs> God, thank God he's in glasses and we know he's smart. There's a scene later on in the movie where he like knocks Tim's out using like <laughs> fighting him with the whole time with a lit cig in his mouth. <laughs> oh wow! So he is he had enough with VSI and he's and the shop and he contemplates going to the private sector. And they're like, I don't know if that's a good idea. He's like, What are you saying that the shop will rub me out? 
Virtual reality holds the key to the advancement of the human mind. And that's my focus. This is something we haven't, this is something, and we haven't had something for a while. And Tim's like, hey man, maybe take a hiatus. (laughs) (laughs) Also, isn't the shop the private sector too? They seem to be like a government agency. And I I assume that's why they keep like having to go to Washington and they're affiliated. They're they're beyond the private sector. Okay. They're shadow government, it seems like. Cut to a church, St. Anthony's. A truck that says, Terry McKean's Landscaping pulls up. And this is where we meet our, our the great Jeffrey Lewis. Walks up to a shack behind the, the church calling for Job. Job! And you are shocked when I've completely like when I first saw this as a kid, I didn't know who the fuck Jeffrey Lewis was. Didn't mean anything to me. Knowing his whole oeuvre, oeuvre, and now it's like, oh wow, he is going in with a huge choice. And he sees Job's kind of altar that he's built out of gears with Jesus on it, and there's a little chalkboard with a bunch of hashes on it for all the prayers of penance. Oh, did me brother have you doing penance all night? What did you do? Nothing. We meet Job. He's like, oh, you finished Big Red. It's an immaculate lawnmower. Yeah, it's like a customized. (laughs) You're, You're magic with a machine, lad. Oh, Could yeah, we that's... try it? Another thing is when he has Cyboman there, he's like, you have powers, Cyboman. I have powers, too. I can do anything with machines. And I thought that would be like a thing that happens again in the movie. Yeah, they kind of touch that he's like this idiot savant where he's got the mind of a child, but apparently he's this the ultimate gearhead where he can build anything. Right. And And maybe that's part of what makes him a special candidate for... This VR program. That would be the tenuous connection I would have to mm. make. Because you like I thought later on he would be like built like hacking nope. the machinery or anything. No, it just never Not happened. Not mentioned again. Uh do you mm-hmm. think that's where like Billy Bob got the idea for Sling Blade? Because he's really good with lawnmowers and stuff in that, right? <laughs> Let's I talk think. about I mean, possibly. I know Sling Blade was him doing a one man show. I mean, it could have easily been like him seeing Lawnmower Man and that started the gears turning a little bit. The um, we'll talk. We we mentioned Fahey's uh hair, it's bleach blonde, with much like roots, much like Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber, almost identical. And then he wears overalls and a uh maybe like a Henley shirt. I want to say off the top of my head, maybe a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's like a pink crew neck, I think. Like, or yeah, but I think he changes into a different. Ha- it's like a long sleeve because he has to hide how fucking jacked he is. Yeah. So later on, when he puts on fucking Stanger jeans and a fucking belt buckle, we can see his bod. He looks like a uh, schlubby Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, like later Mario on, he has Luigi's a, fucked up brother. Later on, he has yeah. a yellow long sleeve shirt on. He looks like a fucking minion. He's got like a blue fucking mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, he does over. look yeah. like a minion. <laughs> His overalls are are way too big for him. Yes. They're always falling off. They're not really serving the purpose that they should. They're, he's always got to strap down, and it's not like guest style, which was cool in the late 80s, where you had guest so ter- overalls, which you'd wear one down <laughs> for Joe. Yeah, not he's cool. not doing it for fashion. It's just like he can't keep him up. And Terry is his boss, and he works for him mowing lawns. And so they're going to go out, try Big Red, the new mower. 
but they got to gas it up first. And this is where we get one of our big locations in the movie, the local gas station. And of course, the guy working at the gas station is a complete fucking asshole. And this guy's got an amazing fucking look. Yeah, we should talk because he looks very fucking 90s. Um, you're calling him a stud for real? Yeah. The, yeah, he's uh, like a ba- he's like a bad boy stud. Like he's got noodle arms, but he's got he's like he looks. Marnie, Marnie was into him initially, you know, until yeah, fucking until, Job got his shit until together. Until Job became fucking full blown stud. But FBS. this guy, like, let's talk. He's got tiny glasses, which are the very tiniest. 90s. That's the most 90s, things, 90s yeah. thing about him, right? Yeah. Um, and then does he have like a, a Harley Davidson shirt on, possibly? It's like he's got like a sleeveless vest on, right? Yeah, that sounds right. He may, it may, I may have something Harley on them. He, and he's got like a bandana, like a, uh, right, like put on, like not as a headband style, but as like a full bandana. Uh, or maybe not in this sequence, but later on. He, his fashion is like hyper specific. He looks like he's in like, he's in tool. It like, doesn't yeah. make like, sense for the town at all. He looks no. way too LA. Yeah. Yes. And this is Jake. He's our, our guy who works at the. Um, Perfect. He's name. our guy who works at the gas station. This gas station looks great. This gas station, the gas station is used and all the, the diner time. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, the gas station is a, a, a famous movie location gas station that has just like is on a lot when they need a small town gas station. I wish I knew where it is. It's got to be L.A. Right? I would. I would fill my. It's got to be super cheap every- if it's that. If it's all time, it's got to be like thirty nine cents for gas. I, I would fucking love it. I'd fill my car up there all the time just to fucking soak in the lawnmower man nostalgia. Hey, Pop, move that shit before Christmas. Just immediately yells at Jeffrey Lewis. Terry. We, we don't know what time of year it is. So, <laughs> And then he's smoking at the gas station, which which freaks out um, the lawnmower man, Joe. This is really... Like, f- hey, this Jake, is- that's dangerous. Shut the fuck up and fill up your gas tank. <laughs> It's this really, guy who plays Jake is having a good time being the bully. He's got a lot of good lines, or he's like adding a little fuck you here and there, and it is popping. I got to give him that. He's fun villain, uh, and he is like uh, fucking Job is fully doing Frankenstein's monster here. He's like fire bad. Like he's mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's dangerous. I like how he's playing it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's you got to show an art. Yeah, what yeah. are you gonna fucking do? You're in lawnmower man with VR. I think shit. the hair was a bad call. Yes, a one hundred percent. Just make it messy and like childlike, goofy. I just have a, just have some a, shit. a bad haircut, just like yeah. right. you know, like a Give goofy a haircut. Cut. Yeah, yeah. And then when he give him the other Dumb and Dumber haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. Give him a bowl cut. <laughs> Cut to uh, cut to the inside of VSI. Tim's is talking to his superior on a 1984 bad guy viewing screen, which now we all use in our day to day constantly. It's Dean Norris, and he's the head of the shop. Angelo's erratic, but he does perform, and that allows him a lot. And then Tim's tells him he's like, "Well, without Angelo, there is no Project Five. And they're all impressed by how far Project 5 went. Project 5, of course, is the fucked up nootropic drug VR combo that made that makes you more aggressive. Yeah. 
completely insane. And, it and this is what you, you guys into, like, were violence. Yeah. trying to get me into. Yeah, but then we you ultimately concerned. decided like <laughs> we were worried just, about you, and I wanted you to just try, you know, Project Five and see how it responded. <laughs> Does early Job remind you guys of me? <laughs> you are, you're not really good with machines or anything. Though. <laughs> yeah, you're you like <laughs> your Job minus, if you didn't know how minus to minus the one talent he has. Minus the, the savant part. Job can do. <laughs> You also don't really read comics as much. Uh, yeah, you don't really read Cybo Man. You don't really like Cybo Man. You're not good at video games. I guess he isn't either, but you don't even play them. Cut to VR. This is so fucking funny. Dr. Angelo's enjoying his hiatus, doing his oh, home VR program. Oh, and, oh. and this is so good. This is where you love having Bronson cast because he's committing so hard to, like, he's in this program with just a helmet and a glove on. And we'd see some of it. And he's picking from a menu options of, like, falling, rapid descent. Oh, oh. Then his girlfriend unplugs the fucking console. God damn it, Caroline. I never unplug a program when it's engaged. Falling, flooding, and f falling, floating, and fight flying. What's, What's next? next? Fucking. <laughs> Said you were going to take me to the city this weekend. And I love the like, three. Oh, I'm sorry. The, I love the. the the three prompts set up just so you could have the fucking joke in there. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I love the VR sensation. Which one do you want? Falling, flying, or uh, floating? It's like, aren't they sort of three different versions of the same thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you were supposed to I take me to fall. the city I want to fall weekend. as fast as possible. <laughs> I want to fall horizontally. Uh, that's flying. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I want to not fall, but be almost falling. That's floating. Okay, got it. Gabriel, this is where we lose Colleen for the entire movie. She wants him to take him to the city, and she comes back for one more scene. But this oh, is about she? where it. she's brainwashed yeah. by him. Where she's no, at. no, we, oh. we 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 don't get any of that. I, oh, now, shit. my storyteller brain. Once you she gets introduced, and you know this is a, a flowers for Algernon knockoff. You think like, well, the lawnmower man's gonna fuck his wife, or they're gonna. That's one hundred percent what I yeah. thought, and I also thought. That unplugging someone from VR later on in the movie was going to might have, come like, in handy of like that's something you shouldn't do. Like right, this no. is where you put that little nugget. Like you kind of scrambled my brain, Carolyn. That's exactly what I thought what they were setting up, and we, mm. they weren't. No, not at all. I do like his immediate like <laughs> where she's like, "You said you were going to take me to the weekend." He's like, "Oh yeah, I did. Fuck, sorry, I forgot." Uh, and this is I love this is such a realistic relationship thing. He's like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. And not let me get dressed and go. He's like, I can't. <laughs> like, I just, and then, <laughs> then immediately is like, God, I love you. And like starts like making out with her. And then this is where you realize, oh, they're married. And he's like, let's let's fuck right here. And she's like, aren't we going to go to the city? He's like, I can't be around people right now. We don't need to go anywhere. And she's like, yeah, I do. And she's like, I'm not. She's like, I'm young. I'm not going to become a recluse for you. I'm into reality, reality, not this augmented stuff. Dr. Angelo has a complicated relationship with human interaction and intimacy because he clearly needs it and wants it from his wife. 
but then he's also reclusive and then trying to live in like a virtual world. I don't know if they quite ever figured out what they were. What no, they were I thought for to- sure that he was going to like push when they were about to, fu- like I, me seeing this movie for the first time, he's like, let's make, let's fuck right here. I thought he was going to like, Put some demolition gear on man her. style. Mm. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Gonna, wants yeah. to do it through the machine, but like, no, it's like, so he's like starved for intimacy from his wife. And clip it's part this of- electro, dear asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Not that asshole, the other one. What do you mean, the other one? <laughs> the front one. I know, but I, I'm. A- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Aren't you a doctor? <laughs> Not that kind of doctor. <laughs> All women have two assholes, right? And a belly button? A wet three one holes? in the front? Don't you have a wet asshole in the front? The orgasm of your life. Place this sensation stimulator to the center of your chest. Have you ever had what they call an orgasm? (laughs) Yes. Who told you about those? I thought they were only in movies. At VSI, we've been working on this thing called an orgasm. With the proper blend of nootropics and electrodes and VR technology, we can bring people to what's called orgasm. It's a world upon itself. Activate program six. <laughs> Cut to Mo- Joe mowing lawn. He looks obviously completely fucking insane. A kid runs up to him. It's Peter, the kid we saw getting slapped around by his construction worker dad. You finished Big Red. And then Peter's mom comes out and like, hi, Job, come on later for Kool-Aid. Everybody's friends. He takes out some comic books, gives them to Peter. All right, a Nuke Master special edition. Yeah, it's 3D too. Oh, cool. Where's the glasses? What glasses? <laughs> uh, Okay, I, it doesn't matter. I have some at home. <laughs> Actually, pretty this. good joke. Yeah, it's a great moment. Like you the kid, like tell, the kid feels yeah. pity. For, yes. like, it's so funny. You just need to tell Job that it is 3D, and he'll just experience it for himself. <laughs> Doctor Angelo's being weird in his place, just getting day drunk, watching the lawnmower man and a f- the fucking boy next door. He's fucking cooking up the idea of where to take Project Five. What? Uh, what's the deal with people not using a bag on their lawnmower? Like, do you want to just deal with those clippings on there? Like it seems yeah, like you, I, I get. I'll, some I'll tell you do. why. Some people think like it will the mulch, mulch their lawn. Okay, uh, and you're making less waste. It's also very annoying to empty. And this is all stuff I remember from constantly having mown lawns as a kid. the The transfer process of taking the bag into a garbage bag was incredibly annoying. Oh, that would they be. They figured it out. They like it, it's they funny better. seeing they it advance it. Yeah, they, they slowly bags. advance it. Now I'm sure it's like, I mean, I, it's been so long since I mowed a lawn or, or even thought about mowing a lawn. But even now they have like robots that mow your lawn and yeah, shit. I haven't right? had a lawn in, since I moved out of my mom's house. They got like Roombas that fucking do your lawn. We used to have these giant black beetles that we called crack beetles uh, growing up. Uh, we didn't know what they're really, but they were like, you would step on them and they would maybe not even die. Like they were just really Jeez. hard. And one time there was one on the, uh, on the driveway and my dad was home and we were like, dad, we were pretty young. We're like, dad, there's a giant crack beetle in the driveway. And he's like, 
should I run it over with the lawnmower? And we were like, uh, yeah. And my dad came out and like fired up the lawnmower and ran over a beetle with it. We were like, ah, like it was just so fucking radical. And in hindsight, I was like, it's a fucking really weird interaction for yeah. my dad to even like say, respond to us. Lawnmowers <laughs> are inherently terrifying. scary. They're scary. Point yeah. break, man. And, and you've always, you always hear, I'm sure you guys have stories, somebody who lost a fucking toe with a, uh, with a lawnmower accident. Everybody yeah. knows somebody weird like, foot like, stuff yeah, happened. Like, why yeah. are they limping? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking lawnmower. Drop the lawnmower. Didn't lawn mow the lawn without shoes like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, like, and you think about all the like drunks of like how much more people used to drink, uh, like, you know, your grandfather in the fucking 50s or something. Well, when like doing bit. your outdoor chores was like, I got to get outside and have 10. I'm going to have a cocktail. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have a fucking <laughs> like beer. Fucking Don Draper. Yeah, I'm gonna crack a couple beers, do some lawn work, and then you fucking drop the like the mower over your toes, or you back it up too fast. Jeez! All, all my friends who like have ride-ons, like like that, live in like North Carolina and shit like that. All those guys are like, got a cup holder, put my fucking tall boy in there. I'm like, you're drinking and driving a lawnmower around your property. That was the craziest thing. Speaking of Don Draper, that was the craziest shit in Mad Men. In my the lawnmower opinion, in the, the fucking lawnmower office. in the office that fucking runs over Pete's foot and fucking. It's a like great fucking episode, man. That's it's such insane. a fucking. And then that surprise. dude later has like a uh like a loses an eye too, right? Yeah, Ken loses his Ken. eye. Yeah. And I do think that that is a little bit of like, hey, let's torture the one writer that works, the one actual writer. Let's make his life actual fucking hell. Everybody else like succeeds like wildly. The like more actual creative you are, the like the worse your life is in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just for fun, behind the scenes, Goss, Matt Weiner would um, like hit back against the actors in narrative like uh, uh january jones like bitched yeah, that's, about that's that's well known about january yeah. jones that he like thought she was difficult so they like made her she was fat for one season he, yeah yeah and they like made her wear a fat suit for like a full season <laughs> that's cool what what a show to work on what a fucking nightmare <laughs> dominic Durkis, fucking oh yeah in one Dom's scene in yeah blew, blew me away when i saw that and uh, Weiner, I got news for you, buddy. It's Weiner. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter how much. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like matter how much spin you want to put on it, or tell us, or correct us. Well, Karma well, came back at him pretty hard, though, right? Like, didn't somebody like say he was like always doing like, well, let me read your stuff, and like, wasn't there some fucking weird shit he, that went on with him? Was a little handsy. Like, there was somebody yeah. that helped him. I think the one they won the Emmy on, the writer's assistant that worked with him on it, it was credited. He said, now you got to, you owe me, you got to fuck me for this, you know, or whatever type, something like something along those lines, like something a little creepy like that. We had a Miss Wiener in, uh, that was a teacher in my school and she would always be like, it's Weiner guys. And we were like, (laughs) sorry, not to us 14 year olds. (laughs) You guys know the story. I'm sure I brought it up on the show before, but it seems relevant for this episode. You know, Stephen King directed the movie Maximum Overdrive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, he was full-blown coke problem in the, like, serious addiction, height of his powers, actually directing a movie. He wrote the screenplay for, not based on one of his stories, just a full-blown Stephen King project. He 
is coked out of his mind, gets the cinematographer from Italy. I believe this was his first Hollywood production. It was definitely his last. I think Maximum Overdrive looks incredible. I like the movie. Um, I, it, we'll me, do it eventually. I can't it's wait. It's classic Stephen King. And it's hard to execute. And what they do visually, I think, is effective. Because it's just like... Emilio's he... great. Yeah. I like his relationship with that girl that he, that he meets. Me too. Like, it's like weirdly sexy. Uh, what's her name who plays Lisa Simpson? Always saying Curtis is fucking Yardley burned Smith. in my brain. Yeah, Yardley Smith being like, Curtis, no! Uh, and... Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I had her. We had her on Raised by TV, and right. I was like, I have to ask you about Maximum Overdrive. And she said, I've never worked on a production. They would drop off like pallets of beer, like while they were shooting. She's like, I've seen someone do a beer run for the last setup, and everyone starts drinking right after we wrap. She's like, but everyone was fucked up all day long on set. They would like pallets of beer were coming in like every single day. She's like, she said it felt legit dangerous all the time. Like the actors had to keep looking out for each other and being like, I don't think you should lay under that thing in this scene. <laughs> like, like they were constantly like trying to protect each other and shit. It was, and awesome. they were right because the <laughs> cinematographer, so they have this, much like this movie, there is a scene and that people get their rocks off bringing up online. Um, like actually, in another Stephen King thing, there's also a motor that a lawnmower that drives itself. If you don't know Maximum Overdrive, the premise is every machine on the planet start seemingly has a life of its own and starts attacking humans, except a small group of survivors that almost become the slave of these trucks, filling them up for gas. Yeah, at its so. <laughs> There's one scene where a, a lawnmower runs somebody over. This was accomplished by getting a remote control lawnmower that uh, looks great in the scene, but apparently they lost control of it over the, the lawnmower. It ran over an apple box, which is a common prop. It's just like a, a small wooden crate. Uh, every set, there's like apple boxes all over the fucking place. And... Uh, a disorganized sets, I should say. It splinters everywhere. One of the splinters goes into the eye of the cinematographer. He loses his eye for fucking ever. And he sues Stephen King, wins. Stephen King has to pay him out, goes to Italy, never works in America again. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So all those actors are very correct in being like, hey, maybe we should fucking... <laughs> be worried about stuff this guy doesn't seem like he knows what the fuck he's doing because <laughs> he probably didn't and all that beer was probably going straight to him oh yeah what's the best uh wild lawnmower movie is it point break maximum overdrive lawnmower man or honey i shrunk the kids mm -hmm. that's a good all one great too. options the point break one really stresses me out because it feels like it, that, that's just like it's it adds that volume to you know like the noise is like extra scary mm, yeah. too yeah more scary than this uh the straight story i think you could also throw in yeah there. oh shit good call if you haven't seen the straight story i believe it, uh david lynch calls it the first movie i ever invited my parents to <laughs> that he made <laughs> it's oh, a very God. wholesome story about a guy uh, traveling a long distance. I think to go to his brother's funeral in a yeah. riding mower. Memory serves me. I think that's the premise. So the kid, Peter's like, hey, Dr. Angelo, can we play Cyber Boogie today? 
And meanwhile, his dad is like, hey, get over here, Peter. Just fucking openly slaps him. Because he told you to stop playing with that moron. (laughs) And and Dr. Angelo just stands there like an idiot doing fucking nothing. Watch. I mean, the scene, it's weird for the character uh, to me of like just doing absolutely fucking nothing. It's supposed to be a kind of like, hey, it's fucking his family. I'm going to mind my own business. The scene is set supposed to accomplish this. It's supposed to make him feel bad for Job because this guy's openly calling him a fucking moron. And it clearly hurts Job's feelings. He's sad about it. There's a history of scientists not stepping in because it's like Doc Brown. I mean, Marty wasn't getting slapped around by George McFly, <laughs> but he was being abused by neglect. And Doc Brown is educated and he could have encouraged Marty to like, you know, go to college or, you know. And Oppenheimer has that scene where Einstein's getting a wedgie and Oppie doesn't get involved. He kind of like, you know, the scientist's job is to observe is what he says. And uh, Albert's crying and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the ignorer, destroyer of... (laughs) assholes i have become ignorer (laughs) (laughs) the feeling pity for job i had a hard time in this movie because his look is so goofy yeah i mean maybe at the time it hit a little harder but now it feels so much like it's been parodied that like look like it was hard for me to ever muster up sympathy because it did feel like sketch character the whole time he he's really supposed to be a tragic character and i i kind of felt the most bad for him when he just didn't even know what 3d glasses were like that was like the most tragic he felt to me (laughs) even though the priest is smacking him around and stuff you don't feel bad enough for him yeah the 3D glasses thing did hit harder. And I got to hand it to the the kid from Last Action Hero. He Great sold action. it. He's yeah. what sold it so hard. Just being like, uh, yeah, I think I got some at home. No big deal. Uh, maybe yeah, I got to find some new friends. <laughs> it felt very real, too, because it's like you wouldn't be rude in that moment as a kid. You would you would be, you know, most wouldn't. There's some so that would. we cut back to the church. The priest is in there, and he's mad that there's a bunch of bugs at the altar. Apparently, he told Job to like spray raid at these like termites. Maybe I don't know. They, what I, they I don't are. know what the fuck they are. They're not termites, but like they're like white little pests of some kind. Yeah, I like seeing real bugs, though. You're always chasing them around. <laughs> it it, I it want has this new re- variant. It has really weird energy, kink. this sequence. Like, the priest is like, the priest vibe is very interesting, this whole movie. He's kind of, like, really worked up about the bugs and shit. And it's Joe, like, where are you, boy? <laughs> and he's kind of giving a little exposition as he's walking, leaving the church and walking over to Job's shack. Which like, is kind of... became a ward of the church, and you're supposed to do your job. I do like his shack is nice with kind of set up in the trees and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I thought of that the fe- second I saw it. I'm like, it's this world has got me the fucking current like housing market and like like shit has got me so worked up that I'm like, I'd fucking kill to have like my own shack like this. <laughs> like, like, I, he doesn't have a bathroom. There's a visible outhouse outside of it. But you're like still like, Job shack from Lawnmower Man sells <laughs> under 
asking price. Job you know, Shack, actually, baby. <laughs> Job Shack. Got me a lawnmower. Seats about 20. <laughs> a little old place where a priest will beat you. Job Shack. Job Tin Shack. roof. On the Job Shack. <laughs> On the belt hanging. Right. I do like the... um. That he he's like this is why we, he's bring down the wrath of God on him. That's why we called him Job. <laughs> really put in that in case you missed it. Oh, that's why okay. the characters named that in the film. That's what it's, that means. <laughs> and then he tells, he, and then he yells at Job, and Job's like all like you know cowering below him, and he's like, you know, which of God's lessons helps you remember best, Job? And this is insane. Now I'm curious if this is. Did you also have this, Gabrus? This he whips repeat his back. bean, this maybe, beating at this point. Maybe I like conflated the two, but I swear it happens earlier. It happens because of the memory. Okay, because yeah. now he now he beats him, and they make and, a big moment of like the, he's got to pick which one he wants yeah. to be. You know, I remember with and, my chores, Father. I promise. And he picks the belt. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, this I don't. Is, it makes way more sense. In this version, although the the bugs seem very convenient, at least they they tip to it before when Larry's like my brother, the priest treats you like shit. Like even having that little bit of setup, like it gives it makes it kind of work. The um, I would love to I got to look up who ultimately edited this and if they were fully like if everyone credited (laughs) If they handed this off to some old timer to like try to clean up at some point, see what you can do with this. Yeah, (laughs) the um, you're a wizard. Thank you, Mister Baird. I mean, it it the guy who is credited is Alan Bumgarten, Baumgarten, and he's uh, I mean, he's a serious editor. So like, they definitely gave it to. It, it was fascinating reading the um, book, uh, like in an editing room far, far away, um, by the guy who Hirsch. edited Star Wars. Yes, what's his name? Paul Hirsch. Um, I think that was his first name. But the, if you're a really good editor, you wind up getting stuck places where they just sort of throw the all the crap at you. Of like you become their Mister Fix It. Well, you take it like at a, a permanent residency at a studio, and then you're their head editor, and you just come in and do patch work and and fix stuff. And it's like they'll take it because it's a steady job. You're not, but then they, it's like a real bummer because you're constantly just handed crap. And they're kind of dangling like, hey, maybe you could direct a movie. Yeah. They really like when editors want to direct movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this guy is edited a fucking lot of shit i mean he is just worried so well new line had some had the magic formula for a while to where they would buy these independent films that were above average and then they had tons of juice and they would just get you know good people in post and stuff and kind of put some money behind him in advertising and this is so this is right when he's starting out the lawnmower man's one of his first movies um but then he he would go on to do um of course, Erie, Indiana show I really enjoyed as a kid right after this. Oh, I love um, that. And Lord of Illusions. But then he must have gotten hooked up with, um, he, like recently he did uh, Being the Ricardos, 
Trial of the Chicago Seven. Oh, Sorkin. Um, Venom. <laughs> Molly's Game. Yeah, he must be Sorkin's guy. American Hustle, too. Like, So he's worked a lot on stuff. Dinner for Schmucks. Uh, With some difficult folks. Yeah, Zombieland. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm... The... I mean, clearly you're safe in his hands because, you know, these guys, the guys you listed can be their own worst enemies, you know? And so having like a, somebody yeah. to kind of like, hey, let's. Uh... <laughs> That's a good reference. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, we got to get someone to fucking slow Sorkin down with what he's going for over there. Let's wrangle you in a little bit there, buddy boy. We get our first journal entry. I really love this device of. <laughs> doctor or larry leaving these personal uh, journal entries like they're, they're like voice memos recording. yeah yeah journal entry drinking fucking later on he's like wasted, wasted. drinking yeah Bush he's mills. wasted in this one yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah work marriage life what a joke <laughs> and then his wife walks on is like <laughs> he's like drinking all that whiskey isn't help i'm leaving going out She's, with the girls <laughs> You're just going to make it. No, she's got her bag. She's like leave, leaving, leaving. Oh, and this, this is and, and this, she goes out with the girls. Whiskey's so, not going to help your depression. Yeah, it's probably making it worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The so smart in, move is to get rid of her because otherwise she'd be like, why the fuck are you having the fucking overall wearing lawnmower it, guy? It is. Around? It is a better move to get rid of her all. Uh, no, that's why uh, it's yes. crazy. Like later on in the movie when Joe, she's like, Job, you're back. <laughs> like, like literally. <laughs> Because if like she can't even put up with him just smoking in the basement, how how is she possibly gonna be okay with him hanging out with the teen, the fucking eleven year old next door, and the the, the uh, mentally challenged landscaping assistant? Yeah, and I can't wait till we get to the third act of the movie, and I tell you what ha how her movie ends. It's fucking insane. <laughs> We get a quick update of Job doing like a, a cycle of prayers to his gear Jesus that he built and like, you know, making a little dash. He finishes the prayer and does like three dashes. Which uh, that's a moment where he like laughs to himself. Like he's like, he, he like decides to make that choice, which is kind of interesting. He's like, like looks around like, yes, I, why am I doing this? And, and you, you know, he like, he can't count or anything. Like it's like depressing. And also you can tell like, that's only in there because they go from it, and this shows what a mess this movie must have been they go from him journaling like journal entry may may 1st then to this scene for no reason of job praying then journal may 10th <laughs> it's like they just couldn't do back to back fucking journal entries in the intro to the director's cut they're like by the way this has jump cuts and it's fucking insane yeah it does have some jump cuts but that sure. was the original cut it has some jump cuts that change in a, in film stock a little bit or seem to change in like uh, export a little bit too. This hiatus is driving me insane. What I think, uh, just think what I could have accomplished with a human subject. I've got to find a way to continue the work on my own. And just as he says that, there's, um, you know, a lawnmower sound in the background. He goes outside to talk to Job. And uh, he's like, uh, you like games, right? And Job is, this is a very funny intro to Job. He finishes gassing the motor and he goes, full. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he's like, Joe, you like playing games, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, would you like to say, play one right now? He's like, okay. And, and this, even the even doctor's, he, like, doctor's uh, like, take it back. Like, oh, you're just into it. You're just saying yes right away. <laughs> no follow-up questions, no stranger danger worries or anything No, like that. not at all. <laughs> and he's and Angelo is taken aback by it in a funny way where he's like, oh, uh, okay, yeah, let's go in there. The Michael the game, Douglas movie hadn't come out yet to where you worry about <laughs> What a game could actually do to what you. A, yeah. Wait, wait, worry about disclosure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what you're saying. Or surviving the game. Getting stuck in the in the, the fucking quantum mania. Oh, no. Everything's fucking small. It's like subatomic. Michelle Pfeiffer's in there fucking poking around. So they start with a very simple video game to get him on board of like dragging little icons into a question mark. And it seems completely arbitrary whether you're right or wrong. But he does get a victory and he's excited. And then cut to later him and Peter in VR chairs. Now, why why does there, fucking Dr. Angelo have like three of these in the basement? And then why like, wasn't he sitting on one of these when he was doing his flying shit? No, I know. Fucking, <laughs> he was in like a, he's he's like in like weird, a barca lounger for yeah. that. And then this one, they have like these kind of like motor, like where you're prone. Um, you and know, it's moving these, around like it's moving around. I would love to see like uh, the behind the scenes where there's just like two grips under there, like just jerking those <laughs> things around. <laughs> and it's like, they do, like you can go to like like those video game places. Um, they're they're like uh, arcades for adults, but they don't really have arcade games. They just have like kind of VR like adjacent stuff. Adja yeah, yeah. yeah, adjacent. Just like these are like the games at home, but a little bit different. Like you play this dance game here. They're like everything's just kind of like bigger. And it's for people who don't actually like video games. Yeah. Like, cause if you like video games, you're like, this is boring. But like, if you're like, they're just whoa, kind of cool. Look, they're my like, they're it's basically like drinking games. It's like something to do while you're drinking, like yeah. on a second date. Dance, dance, metamorphosis. <laughs> dance, dance, revolution. They're always like one degree off of like, <laughs> and it's like you got a VR headset, and it's like disgusting because like five people have sweat in it. No, and the worst fear is that somebody is just recording you looking like an idiot, mm -hmm. like when they, you know, when you like like Pierce Brosnan in this movie. Yeah, I, literally, yes. the James Bond looks like a fucking idiot. Uh, oh, yeah. um, I somebody told me they were working on this VR thing, and they showed it was some like South by Southwest or some you know big thing that's like a mix of entertainment and like the different booths. And Javier Bardem watched it. And it's like this tearjerker story in VR, and um, and like the the reaction they want is like people crying, and it's about like you know somebody dying, and it's supposed to be this emotional gut wrenching thing, and and people are like like those pretty good and, and crying and shit, and they're like yeah we got them, and Javier Bardem takes a headset off and he goes, porno is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walked away. <laughs> so that awesome. was his VR reaction, which I really appreciate. And he's yeah. right. Get that with like a, you know, electromagnetic uh, suck suit. <laughs> it would be crazy for porno. Once they get crazy gyro gyrospheres and cyber suits for porno, it's going to be crazy. Are you wearing your telemetry jerk off suit? <laughs> 
course, Gabrus is referencing the suit from FX2. Before that, I was referencing the suit from Runaway, the yes. electromagnetic scanner. You, you, you hit them all. <laughs> all the famous suits. <laughs> the suits we talk about constantly. That There's no reason that we should know. And it, in the oh, Gord, when, whenever we did the Gord thing, I referenced the Dune suits as well. <laughs> whenever, and we will but, be covering the Netflix show Suits pretty soon, too. <laughs> yes, we, I knew you were referencing Dune suits. The, um, but do those have a name? Yeah, they, they must. must. <laughs> we'll do the we'll do the the eighties Dune at some yeah. point. Oh, the yeah. Lynch Dune. Um, uh, what is the? It's a still like, suit in Dune. That's how many people? What is know it in suit? A, tel- a telemetry suit and a, a, a electromagnetic scatter, scatter suit. And you're talking about the series suits on USA that <laughs> ran in the two thousands that we would never cover or have anything to do with our podcast. But now just, it's on Netflix talking, and super popular. And just Stanger got a whiff of that. <laughs> I just keep seeing like 50 billion people are watching Suits or some shit. Yeah. And then you guys kept saying Suits. Those actors must be fucking furious, right? I know because it's at the peak of like how talking about streaming has bad. Mm -hmm. I I mean, the guilds are using the guilds are using it as like a a news source. Oh, it's a a news bank. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. And it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, and these people are making nothing. Netflix sucks. All they have is the old TV shows made in the old models is all anybody <laughs> watches. Every once in a while, one of their things breaks through. But that is the exception to the rule. It's almost yeah. always like Friends or The Office. The Friends, or The suits. American Office people, yes. none of those guys got paid big time from Netflix. The licensing fees are so low. No, they get nothing. Yeah. The only thing you get is people watch your shit shit. Right. Which is and then a- maybe... Those guys can now go out, and you know what they're going to do? They're going to start a podcast where they're going to watch did. old episodes of Suits. The office ladies are doing. Oh yeah, the Suits people. Yeah, I'm saying Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley already are doing that. Oh. <laughs> so they should thank Ted Sarandos and Reed Hastings on their hands and knees that they can do a podcast about the show they did because of <laughs> the promotional aspect of it on Netflix. You're right, Netflix. Thank you. You did it. Thanks. So Job uh, loses pretty pretty badly to Peter. He's like, I was flying upside down. Peter and, feels bad. Yeah. Pe- and, and even Dr. Angelo's like, ah, Peter, why don't you go get us some drinks? I want to talk to Joe for a second. He's like, hey, would you like to? He's like, I was flying doctor upside down, Dr. Angelo. He's, He's like, like, yeah, we I have it. all kinds to talk about- of games. I even have ones that could make you smarter. But we could never tell anyone. He's like, don't worry. I live with a priest. I have all kinds of secrets. <laughs> I know about secrets. I'm, I work at a Catholic church. The termites they love They should have put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it, Job. The altar's full of cum termites. <sighs> I told him to clean up my jizz from the altar where I've been having unclean thoughts. If you're if you're in like a like a religious situation and there's bugs around, there's probably a demon nearby. Yeah. From what I know about If you <laughs> it it's might a be a demon. church. <laughs> if it's a bad sign if fucking bugs are climbing out of shit in your If bugs are climbing out of your Bible, there might be a demon. <laughs> it's bad. I mean you may need an exorcist more than he needs fucking Job. If Does you it... see Jamie Foxx playing running back, you might got a steaming demon, Willie Beeman. 
Steaming Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday? <laughs> the Steaming Demon, Willie Beeman. <laughs> <laughs> is it Jamie Foxx or am I absolutely racist in this moment? No, it's for sure Jamie Foxx, but he, uh, I think it's just Steaming Willie Beeman. I don't know okay. if it's Steaming Demon. <laughs> you might have given him the nickname. I mean, I hope you're right. <laughs> Could be so he's, wrong. He's Steaming Willie Beeman for sure, but, yeah. I, but I don't remember the demon part, but I like it. <laughs> or am I thinking of the Steeman Deacons? Uh, I mean, oh. Demon doesn't get tossed around enough for nickname purposes. No, Speed Demon, the Michael Jackson song. Well, yeah, and that's not a nickname or <laughs> no. for anybody either. Um, so that doesn't help us. Well, somebody's a Speed Demon in that, and that's their yeah nickname. in the song, possibly. Yeah, you are saying the subject of the song te- it technically has the nickname Speed Demon. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it's songs could, about it's somebody def- who's it's a called Trickle. It's a, it's it's a about possibility. Trickle. It's a possibility that it could be someone's nickname. I'm, I'll give you that. It's definitely a possibility. I think it's a possibility. <laughs> it's related to something that we thank kind you of for talk the possibility. <laughs> thank you for giving me the possibility. Hey, I just want to thank you guys for the possibility. <laughs> Mission possibility. Dent. Pull over, yeah. boy, and get your ticket right. It could be about molestation, you know. <laughs> could be. Possibly. We get this nice little scene of Job polishing the crucifix and being like, don't tell anybody, but you probably already know. Telling Jesus he's going to do Dr. Angelo's smart games. And the <laughs> priest kind of walks by and like, oh, Job, he's so crazy. Well, time to jerk off. <laughs> It's like, you don't have a fucking personal relationship with Jesus, you fucking asshole. Job's crazy. You're the one with the collar on. Job's so weird, praying to Jesus. (laughs) Eye roll. (laughs) Doesn't he know he doesn't exist? (laughs) Ah, what a simpleton praying. Wasting your time. Wasting his time, not realizing it's just a simple way to get people like him under your thumb to do whatever you want. Spray bugs. (laughs) Pick up your cum. It's mostly a voting block at this point. <laughs> so, cut to Dr. Angelo checking out Job's vitals. Oh, yeah. Healthy as a mule. I just need to give you a shot of vitamins. That looks like a gun. He's, he's got like one of those um, inoculation guns that they use in movies. Yeah, which I love it. Nobody top load, top do, load the fucking vaccine in it and shoot someone in the fucking neck. Do with people it. say healthy as a mule? No, they say like strong as a strong. mule. Health, strong yeah. as a mule, kicks healthy like as a, a mule. horse, healthy as a horse, hungry as a horse. Maybe it's an Irish hung thing. like a hung, horse, hung, hung like, like a, a mule. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hung like a horse. Now let me just get some vitamins. <laughs> God All right, inspection's done. Jesus Christ, Job. You got a fucking Job. hog on you. Job. I can't believe your nickname is the lawnmower, man. I got like a dozen more. Fertile as a mule. Is that where you... Can't they not procreate or something? Right. Mules? No, they can't. They, they can't. Because they're half Job. horse, yeah, half they're donkey. Half, that's they're right. honkies. I'm a mule. Horny as a mule. I had a threesome. I'm a mule. <laughs> Hung like a mule, Clint Eastwood. More full of cocaine in your asshole than a mule. I uh, maybe Bloodflart can tell us about this. The um, 
The military used to use like a pneumatic system to like inject people with. Have we talked about this on the podcast before? Um, they used to use a because um, I remember looking this up uh, to it see. It could have come up during Total during, Recall or something during like the initial wave of vaccines there because the military has to give out so many vaccines or did before it became a political thing they would use a like a a pressurized air gun like out of a a hose to just like fucking get one guy after another and that was a common practice until like all these guys would get tuberculosis or some shit on aids jet in i'm looking it up it looks like it says jet injector is the names of that tool so I believe you had to stay very still. Otherwise, it could like rip a chunk of your arm off. Yeah, it makes sense because there's a needle going in there for a, a second, you know, like quick second. Thook, thook, thook. It's like the shit Javier Bardem like puts holes in people's heads with in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And they're just like <laughs> injecting guys in the shoulder. And if you're scared and stuff, it like will fuck you up. Um, And it probably was like because of AIDS that they stopped doing it. Probably like in the mid nineties, like they stopped doing like at, like once enough people got AIDS. Yeah, like not early enough for it to actually make a difference. I they freaked me out in Total Recall. Like I would like we're and they always go into the neck and shit. I mean, obviously they weren't doing that for these guys' vaccines, but no, that's this I was like painting. sci-fi. Just like put yeah. a put put a, a little bottle in a in a gun. And use a sound effect of tss. Yeah. Brain, stem, strobe, engage. <laughs> he gets like all these Spencer's gifts, tapestries yeah. flying at him and shit. It's going to hit me. <laughs> Journal entry, May 10th. The electrochemistry of his brain has responded better than I expected. I'm going to step up the vital treatments and increase the dosage of nootropic drugs. All this is feels seems horrible for Joe. Like he's always screaming and seemingly <laughs> in pain during all of this. Yeah, he had fucking has seizures and shit. Like it just. This is where we get so Joe back on the job is is like you know has like Larry's or Terry's like what's the matter? He's like I'm hungry. He's like okay, we'll go eat. This is where we get the the lonely neighbor. She's super attractive. Now, she plays this sexy. perfect. I yeah. love the way she plays this. She's also having fun, and she's got crazy fucking lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if this is in the theatrical version, but later on, uh, Terry talks about her as, like, she she likes to fuck young guys. Like, like Yeah, yeah. It, and, yeah, what's her boyfriend left? She's been fucking every young stud around town. Putting her then, legs up, but he gives her agency. She's like, she yeah. likes it and wants yeah, it. Yeah, and he's like, he's a whore. Whores get paid. She yeah. does this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty big moment. We get like so that one of my issues with this is like the bad guys get their comeuppance too many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh because that is like that's all we needed. His mind is like a clean, empty sponge. Synaptic activity, synaptic activity has increased at by four hundred percent in less than a month. His brain is responding to the new tropics, and it's all like, these da- all these dates he drops means that like four. So in just in just short of a month, so 
20-ish days, mm-hmm. this lawnmower man has been coming over his house and fucking doing drugs and fucking playing <laughs> games and shit. And like his... And in the <laughs> in the director's cut, the wife is upstairs, like yeah. assumed to be upstairs this whole time. And then also, she wants to go. Do you to have this moment city. where he has mm-hmm. like talk to the, where Father uh, Doctor Angelo talks to the priest and is like, "I need him to do some remodeling around my house to like justify yeah. why he's gone so much." And the priest is like, "Job." doesn't really have that skill set <laughs> like it's like <laughs> angelo's trying to like set up that he's doing fucking remodeling inside his no house. they compress the timeline i think in the theatrical cut so they don't need to do as much covering it's like they get rid of the wife and then they don't you don't feel as much time passing you don't feel like you also don't even question that joel is controlled that much by the church yeah, yeah. This like, has been th- this this is a really extended scene in the movie in the and I don't know if it's in both but I was like bored by how many times they like went to like his progress before he had like evil superpowers. They he, I, I think it like it cruises at a pretty good clip. It does get a little bit boring when he gets when he becomes like too no too too smart and good he, like he, I think that's a, my criticism of the story all around is that he's too powerful too like right like in general because yeah. part of the enjoyment of this and like you know flowers for algernon is like seeing the progression Progress, it's like, oh it's yeah. fun to see like a dumb person become smart and then like all the stuff that they would do mm-hmm. and like you need to live in that and enjoy that for a while before they completely break bad and then i think this when jumps to him like reading guy. a physics book and he's like well it's actually the hypothesis, and then he shuts it, and the priest is like, "What are you reading?" That's like what in the oh, we it's so much better in this. Yeah, the in the director's cut. Yeah, and he's like already kind of reading like high level math books, but not like having a better under. Also, I like that smart means like you start taking care of yourself more and like becoming handsome and like wanting jeans. Also, in this world, so Joe Vanity. finally beats Peter, and that's a huge deal. And it's like, yeah, you got. And he's like, you just graduated the next level, Joe. And cut to Job in his shack with his fucked up mirror. He doesn't even have like a clean. It's all like full of rivets and stuff. It's like a bent piece of steel. And he's do he's looking at a, a like a Marlboro ad and trying to do the cowboy pose the guys are doing. And he's got his shirt off. And that's like this where is you a like funny it's, thing it's for the relatable. priest to look. It's like, oh, cowboys are cool. I, you know. <laughs> And it's funny that in the priest looks in and it's like it's such a funny thing to witness like a weird uh, a weird simpleton doing is like shirtless posing in the mirror. And, and yeah, shit. he's like looking in the mirror he's like you got a horse. He's like talking to the cowboys and stuff <laughs> and like trying to imagine cowboy life, which I think is such a great choice of like Me too. the first thing that happened when he got smart is like be pretty cool to look like a cowboy. That's like the first when when his synaptic Activity went up four hundred percent. He was like, "I gotta get cowboy boots." <laughs> yeah, it's like if the you go from being in. like six years old to eight years old, you're like, oh, "I want to walk around with like uh, gun holsters on and a sheriff's badge and stuff." The cowboy, like, the the the, sh- the priest, like thinks he's like doing perverted shit, and he's like, th- "And this is fun. I think this is good." Like you start to see him make sense of stuff and i like the speed where he's just like you should really knock before you come in i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna buy some cowboy boots and i'm gonna make this place a ranch and to the point where i'm even curious of like jeff Faye's like kind of having fun with it a little bit yeah <laughs> and then the priest freaks out gets the belt to beat him and then he grabs it. he's like you shouldn't hit people satisfying yeah 
later you can have them beat him up. But like, I, I, I don't know if we need the full. I mean, well, they make the priest worse later on. But yeah, he's even crazier than you thought. But the slow play is better. Just this kind of getting some agency, you know, figuring out like what his rights are, you know, all that is this is this is nice. I like this scene with Tim's at back at VSI where Tim's like, I can't believe you did all this shit on your own without telling. And Tim's like, you're a fucking scumbag, man. I like this. You're shop material. Holy shit. No wonder the shop likes this guy. Like, you're fucking crazy, man. You just found some, like, some local guy. Yeah, no fucking papers, no consent, no nothing. You found a mentally handicapped guy and you basically kidnapped him and did sick mind-bending experiments on him in your house no control yes and i need your and i need to start coming to the office with them i did all i could my own house i need the laboratory no control group he's doing experiments that failed on an animal model for safety and he's taking it right to a human (laughs) so not even himself he doesn't even experiment on himself he's like yeah you think he would just do it on him right yeah Cause like he has all later you learn all these theories where it's like, I did suspect this would open up like fucking super is brain, uh, superpowers. Right. It's, he's not trying to, you know, just fix, you know, Alzheimer's or people with some kind of developmental thing going on. It's like, there's a, he knows that it can do other stuff. It'll yeah, take it can you unlock yeah. superpowers. We have only dreamed about cut to the gas station. The lonely uh, young neighbor, uh, I think they they call they give her a name later. It's I think Marnie. It's Marnie. Right? Yeah, yeah, Marnie. Quiet, Marnie. So uh, the neighbor pulls up at the gas station. So this is Marnie and uh, Jake, and she and she's like, "Can you check my fluids, Jake?" She's being all fucking flirty, doing her innuendo. Yeah, and then she sees this nice ass in her rearview mirror, and lo and behold it's job the lawnmower man so this is crazy because i saw this one time in the movie theaters when it came out at arden fair mall with all my friends and like you i was haunted by this movie and i remember this her noticing his ass in the tight jeans for some reason I remember that scene. I don't remember this, but like it, it's because now he's like handsome and stuff. Like he's he's cleaned himself up. He's still not like fully smart, but he, she's like, "Do I know you?" He's like, "I mow your lawn." Yeah, and then Jake's like, "Hey, I filled up your fluids." She's like, "Well, I'm looking forward to having my lawn mowed soon." Oh, she's got the huts for you, Job, me boy. I like how much he, uh, Terry's in his corner all the time. Yeah, always wanting to get Joe belayed. Yeah, he's not a cock blocker. And Jake's like, he doesn't want this idiot. What are you talking about, old man? He's like, what? She fucks everybody now. And now she wants to fuck Job. Don't call her a whore. Whores do it for money. She's doing it because she likes it. Then he goes to attack Terry, and Job stops him. He punches Job. And then Job kind of stares him down of like, hey, I'm not going to take that shit anymore. You probably could have just given him the come up and right now and be like, Job's fucking changing. You know? Yeah, just beat him up now or give him a good punch across the face or something. We don't need to see the fucking snake. Up. Dr. Angelo, I think people can tell I'm changing. So poor. And then he, poor Job has to like, he's like, no, 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 just keep mowing lawns. And, you know, everybody is just like, 
Then he brings him to. I could to, probably get a good job now or something. Yeah. I don't have to fucking. He's like normal. He's basically just like a dumb normal guy now. Yeah. At this point, yeah. he's just like who's an concerned idiot. with his yeah. appearance, which yeah. is like seventy five percent of the city we live in. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He's just your everyday dumb guy. He could probably like start his own business now. Yeah, start you know, Beastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the weird hair. He's got the uh, doctor. I, I want to sign up boots. for your program. <laughs> now I have my big red. Now I have my street smarts. <laughs> His brain is like an empty sponge. But it can talk to animals. <laughs> so now I can talk to people. Thank you, Doctor Angelo. <laughs> we we get the uh, shop has to fire we get job. We get job. <laughs> yeah. Cybo man, it's Cybo man. <laughs> Hello, Cybo man. <laughs> now I have my Cybo man. <laughs> Acquire. Acquire. It's like threat, threat, Uber driver. Hair is wig. Are you Cybo Man? I'm here for you. I've got water bottles in the back. Do you need to charge your phone, Cybo Man? Or does your suit do that? Uh, we love to do Dar from Beastmaster, the actor Mark Singer, who we say is just <laughs> essentially like a night, like a, a, a Dude, an actor. Dar sounds like, like a typical struggling actor in working Los actor in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. that's just trying, like, got tons of uh, you know side just hustles. Got to pay the bills. Just got a lot of side bills. hustles. Yeah. Well, always it's, trying to fundraise for a project here or there. Like when someone talks about a period piece and they're like, that face has used a cell phone. They don't stand like him and Beastmaster stands out in the way like he looks like an 80s struggling actor and he's supposed to be in the magical world. So and we shit like contextualize that. it to what we're dealing with now as actors struggling <laughs> out here. And, you know, and so that's they start experimenting on him at the shop with the better equipment. He like gets all excited and runs into it. And it's like scary, but it's taking then we cut to him mowing lawns. Now he can read people's minds. He reads the neighbor's minds, and she's like, hmm, think he likes lemonade? And then she calls him up, and even fucking Terry's all horny. Oh, Jesus, mother of God. Job, what, you dort? Go get her. Go fuck her. This is what bothered me is that he jumped to mind reading. Mm-hmm. Like, he jumped yeah, to handsome mind jump. reading, where it's like, it would be funnier if he, like, we had, or I think it would just be a little stronger to have some VO of, like, she seems interested in me for no reason. You know, like, also, like I think also we need like, to see him he's too dumb because he's too dumb for mind reading. I think the mind reading like should have been edited out. They didn't need it in this part because like they, they have this. I, I think he likes lemonade, but I feel like they're fudging it as though he can't read people's minds. But that's definitely what's going on because then she's like, have you ever kissed anyone before? And he like sticks his tongue out and then they're they're fully fucking and it this is, is like kind of it's sexy. pretty hot like fucking Cinemax. Yeah. I'm so programmed from being horny for this as a kid where I'm like, damn, that's sexy. Even though it's probably even though it's like a it's like rape. It's like a developmentally know. disabled adult. Like <laughs> he's not developing developmentally disabled anymore. I mean, no, not just, anymore. Yeah. But she doesn't know that. <laughs> but also he wants to have sex. Right, right. He's into it. But uh, I think we just needed more of him. Um surprising people with how smart he's become and maybe like 
outsmarting some people yeah. like that's more he's exciting like a su- he's basically a superman now and somebody's being like hey let me tell you how to french kiss yeah because and like- then we cut to just like tim's and angelo being like he absorbed latin in two hours yeah, I want I want to see him like, you know, figuring out like, hey, you owe me this and father's fucking funny, man. God damn, Larry, I'm speechless. Pretty cool, <laughs> dude. I like the moment when he's like, you're not you're supposed to knock before you come in someone's house. I wanted like that escalation of like he learned that he had privacy and agency. Yeah, and, and like, like I how like much I like money him he learn has that. and not let people rip him off and all that. Right. Like I, we need more of that kind of shit, you know, or like helping somebody out you know, with their finances or something weird. I don't know. You're going to cut VSI is going to cut you off from both tits. If you don't tell them this stuff, I do like, like tits. <laughs> Tim's is like the manager at a Best Buy who is somehow a manager at this government. Right. Like, Holy <laughs> shit, dude, this is fucking crazy. You're doing a great job, man. It's like his dad owns VSI yeah. and he yes, does a good yeah. job. <laughs> I was going to say these, the cyber suits or whatever they wear, it does, it is a cool way to show like how enhanced the environment could be in the virtual space. Cause it's like, you imagine these suits are doing something with like temperature and pressure. And then the, yeah. the kind of like gyro spears that they're in, you're like, wow, I get that would feel kind of cool. Yeah, like that's it would a trick true, you a little, yeah. a true immersive experience. And it does like cinematically suits- look that way. I feel like they call it haptic when it gives you like physical feedback, like you know where it heats up. You're, or you're talking dampen- about what they actually call them. Yeah, I think I think that because like like they'll call it like a haptic controller if it like vibrates in your hand when like you get struck or fall or something. And I know uh, I I learned the term from Anthony Atamanik, of course, who was like, "We're not that far off from like having haptic suck suits that you want to wear while you watch virtual porn and shit." It's like. Oh, good to know, man. <laughs> well, do you remember when they put those? Because we used to talk about it on Workaholics because they, um, in an episode, Durs brings up, uh, like, I think his character, like, tapes like a, uh, what, like a fleshlight onto an iPad. Yeah. <laughs> they um, had, like, then, those hard then, drives you could fuck for a and while. And then fleshlights started doing that. Like oh, they man. just like had like like yeah like here's a basically a computer you can fuck. Like it was right there. <laughs> I think Fahey did an episode of Workaholics. Uh, that would totally makes sense. That makes like, sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Anders would ap- Anders has absolutely seen fucking Lawnmower Man. Yeah. And he zeroed in on all of those actors of like which rules. It's like yes. Um. I, I mean, I remember. Well, doing... you know from you because you have casting experience, so it's cor- they're like there's we have a fucking goldmine of these people out there that we no, could... they want to work. Yeah, it's like yeah, let's get Cariels and and Biff Tannen to be fucking hunters in our dangerous game episode. Yeah, let's get uh, yes, sir. This man has no dick for to play my father or whatever. It's also yeah. like the you put fucking Dolph Lundgren in, in an episode. It's like when he's like not around, you're going to be fucking pumped that like, yeah, thank God I did that. Yeah. It's yeah. I, we've just hit Ben just texted to say we hit the three hour mark and it is making me laugh that we were like, I'm not watching the two hour and 20 minute cut of lawnmower. <laughs> well, yes, I, that was, I know. Cause we'd be I, here for five hours. Yes. That's exactly why I was like, there's no way I can, I can watch the longer one. Now, granted we're still, we're still covering all that shit so 
I, I, it didn't matter. But the um, but yeah, that was part of my thinking. I was like, oh, we can't contain this. There's like, there's no way we can do we the can't two and a half hour. Him. We get like Job learning super fucking fast, and like now he's like, it's. I agree with you. He's driving now, which is kind of fun, and he's listening to one song right and. Peter's like, instead of being annoyed and be like, hey, maybe try listening to a, a, one song at a time. You might like, he's like, this is all I need to listen to. And he is kind of AI adjacent at this point. Mm-hmm. Who taught you how to drive? <laughs> Me. We get the scene at the diner where he can hear everyone's thoughts and he bugs out. So are the comics still a part of the story? Because this is where he's like, he gives Joe, them all to the check comics. out the new comics, and he's like, no, he's like, I, I gave them all Grutas. Yeah, exactly. He, like, he, it works well because then he kicks Peter out, and he bugs out, and Peter comes in with the comics, and then he just drives away. The idea of like he can barely stand. It's like I better get in my truck and drive out of here. <laughs> he starts reading Doctor Angelo's thoughts. I'm like, who's Tim's? And all that, he becomes too powerful. You know, like where it's like, well, then he would fucking know any everything. Yeah. And he would be able to, like, do the right thing at a certain point. Like it 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 destroys the logic story. Uh, Eventually, Mm -hmm. he'd be so smart. He'd be enlightened. When he saw God, I smoked weed with some guy in a sauna and I saw God. (laughs) It was called Chingola. (laughs) I thought it was weed, but it turned out to be Chingola. I didn't ask any questions. He told me afterward because there was some guy lying to us that he was in a relay race but i looked at his body and clearly he wasn't <laughs> there's no way marathoner <laughs> i was making up some story he was too big a pussy to just blindly do drugs and he'll regret it for the rest of his life that hey. we we two scumbags me a lawnmower man <laughs> i had him to- degenerate who will never meet again he thinks we're judging him i had an opportunity to smoke DMT Chingola at the Paramount Steam Room. I passed. Manny had the best hands and the best Chingola in the East Side. Two white trash dirtbag degenerates came into the sauna. They were both smoking Chingola. I had the opportunity to see God. I said no. In the director's cut, they do way too much with the CD-ROM learning. He goes back to it like way too many times. Boring. He's like, I made it. I made it all the way up to the Revolutionary War, and then he like he's like, how could you? He's like, I can learn faster than, and like too much stuff about how the speed. And, oh, I like, got a question for you, Gabrus. When he fucks Marnie, it's don't like I I I, I unfortunately know it beat for beat. <laughs> She's on top of him, and it's uh. Like maybe just pat the frame is them uh, on their side and it kind of ch- to their chest, like bottom of her breasts that are mostly pressed against Jeff Fahey's body. Side, side you get boob. kind of some some side boob uh, gyrating up and down. She's riding him. Then cut away from that to a shot uh, uh, behind them a little bit, full body. She's sort of ri- like under the covers, um, kind of like as though she's fucking him, but she's kind of just dry humping Jeff Fahey's leg. And then that's it. Is there more? That's all the sex we get in the movie. Is he there more sex? Oh, he gets on top. 
and we see his like muscular back and he's like pumping away from he has I sex think we with get her that again. later i think we get, we get that, that later when they have when se- sex again yeah but it's dark it's like i'm i'm is there more titillating stuff with her i don't think so with, i feel like we see a, what about a angelo's the- wife no, she, he does not fuck her, but she has a strong... I, I'm excited to tell you guys her ending. I'm just curious what happens in the third act of the theatrical cut so I can tie it in. Does Terry McKean ever get fucked or anything? Because he's horny. He's, he's fucks, horny as fuck. I think her name's Dottie, the big lady at the diner. <laughs> oh, Dottie. I love your body. Dottie with the there's body on you. Girl. More there's, cushion for I like the that there's a whole lot of you. <laughs> bit of a chubby chaser you know <laughs> you know larry's a bit of a chubby chaser <laughs> he left ireland they're running enough fatties he said <laughs> he said he's going to new ports <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way i love going out to get a drink of water and tiffany going you're done and i'm like oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy no no this is fucking, no, somebody's like, we still out for tacos later? <laughs> Not looking good over here. Yeah, I'm strapped in. I feel like I'm fucking, you know, like tie my hand to the yoke. I got to stay awake. Yeah, I got up. my guru in the corner just like coaching me through it. <laughs> doing a meditation for me. You're almost through this. You're doing I got great. A, I got a cassette tape of Lou Gossett Jr. running me through the third act. Chappy. Hey, Gabrus, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you're in the third hour of the... <laughs> Lawnmower Man, Man episode. Told you, and to you watch the theatrical The end cut. doesn't seem in sight. <laughs> you knew you wouldn't be able to resist not bringing up the differences between the theatrical cut and the director's cut. Why didn't you spend two more minutes looking before you smoked that weed? Anyway, you're here now. You're doing great. Now, you see that lever? <laughs> Let's get back to the movie. He said the worst thing that ever happened to Ireland was the potato famine. Sorry, <laughs> Back to the movie. Where were we? Oh, yeah. He, he's oh, fucking yeah. We've, we've established that Larry, our Irish groundskeeper, is a chubby chaser and fucks the woman who runs the diner. Was that in the director's cut? <laughs> she pegs him in the director's cut. <laughs> Brett Leonard working stuff out. Dude, my head is so <laughs> fucked up. I'm like, God damn it. I bet you there's a bunch of hot sex in the director's <laughs> cut that I'm missing out on. Gabrus, do we see Ariola? <laughs> do we see Bush in the director's cut, Gabrus? We need to know. Theatrical cut, tits, no Bush. Fucking director's <laughs> cut, gapes. <laughs> no, I could gloveless see gapes. use that. The director's cut, gapes. <laughs> Yo, dude, those waves, those waves totally gape. Oh, man, I got fucking gaped out there, man. It was head high. <laughs> I'm out there head high in a washing machine on a BZ getting absolutely gaped. I'm a fucking gape <laughs> ape, dude. And they grow up and it's not cool anymore and it's just part of their day-to-day language. Oh, it's quite a gapey day out there, huh, son? <laughs> oh, shut up, dad. That used to mean something. Today, totally ass drips. <laughs> this gape is on fleek, right, son? <laughs> this gape is on fire. <laughs> gape strong together. <laughs> Planet of the Gapes. Planet of the Gapes. 
beneath Get the planet your of the damn hands off me, you dirty gape. Man, I can't believe I haven't called myself Gapris. I'm trying to come up with new nicknames all the time. This one's right there. I gotta know. I gotta wait to earn that. I got an idea. How that <laughs> Hold on, I gotta post something to Instagram. I love my phone. So of course, Dean Norris <laughs> wants them to use Project Five on this human subject because he's a bad guy. And Tim's very cleverly swaps out the good drugs, the green ones, with the bad drugs, the, the red, red ones. ones. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking funny. Good green, bad good green. Red. It's almost like a bit of green tea. <laughs> the good nootropics with the bad new tropics. And he fucks with the computer to do some fucking business there. And then, of course, they uh, uh, hook Job up and he goes fucking crazy. Meanwhile, Job is straight up moving shit in the bathroom with his mind. Oh, this is also when after they hook him up to like the villains, he's like, I saw God. I touched John. <laughs> Nobody's weirded out by that at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you may want to be like, you know what? I'm going to pull the plug on uh, uh, May 15th. Job saw God going to boost the nootropics. <laughs> does he have a se- does he have a seizure? And and uh, he has no, a not really. Oh, yeah. That's a beat in the movie. He has a seizure in his brain. But the brain swelling went down almost immediately. It's oh, almost yeah. They like, say yeah. they said the brain swelling stuff like but he has a kind of he's got to kind of rescue him from the um from the gyrosphere or whatever. I mean, the problem is it's so similar to all the other times he's ever used the machine and he's like screaming. It's hard to, yeah, he's always pain, screaming. Like, you always like, and then he's okay. And, and this time he seems God, like God, like it never seems bad. Cause I think if there was a moment, like we never have a moment where Angelo seems remorseful. Like he fucked this poor guy up. Yeah, no. And it makes him a villain. Yeah, I also think if I like the idea of them kind of towing the psychedelic line to where, you know, a bad trip can really fuck somebody's brain up. And like you could be you could have a bad trip, but they all seem like bad trips. I think you need to they show, never show you. They need to you need to see like a demon laughing face or like or something I think you that need feels to see terrifying. him enjoying the experiences initially and then having like a real or he's like oh like all right. fucked up but they all seem like bad trips yeah i i mean maybe this is a fix where he is enlightened before he does the bad trip and so like yeah. it makes sense to take that further and that now he's just a vindictive asshole yeah um now you're listening to a five-hour podcast and you're thinking well certainly well this is part one skip, of the lawnmower they're, they're, <laughs> certainly they're gonna skip the short scene with a one nine hundred number ad. No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> that has no no impact on the story whatsoever. But no, Jeff Fahey, who again looks great. He's shirtless. He's 40. He's a fucking stud. He's he's a, a B actor stud. And now Marnie is super horny for him because as his brain expands, conceivably his Fuck creativity has also expanded. His joie de vie has increased as well. She even calls him the greatest ride of her life. Better than um, Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland? <laughs> Someone's never hit the Great American Scream Machine at Six Flags, baby. The I would I, I would fucking... That's how I, when I put a ring on it where a girl's like, you're the second best ride of my life. Right after 
Batman the Ride at Six Flags. <laughs> or what if you were so good in bed that like people called you the Great American Scream Machine? Pretty solid nickname. Yeah. Better than Speed Demon or Demon. <laughs> yeah, Speed Demon is a nickname in bed. Well, Demon, <laughs> you need to have a D name. Yeah. And then I think that kicks ass if you're a little bit of a fucking bad boy and your your name I mean, maybe this is what it's Diamond Dom Durkies. He's already kind of got that. But like, yeah, you get some guy with a fucking D. Who do we know that has a fucking D name? Demon Dean Norris. Demon Dan Lippert. Great. <laughs> the, the most undemonic guy. Yeah, I he's know, not he's literally. Too big. He's too big to be a demon, a demon, yeah. a demon. <laughs> demon. He's a demon. Ma. <laughs> big ups to the demon. I'm actually part demon. Dana D. Demon. That, of course, is Steven Seagal. As we want the Demon Apunani. <laughs> so she's horny. He can read her mind. He's a little bit better at it. and She wants some weird sex play. And he's like, I got the weirdest shit you can imagine. The ultimate creative sex place, VR. They, he, he kind of, I guess, can just break into VSI whenever he wants or he has a pass maybe. Whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. They both get in there. He hooks her up. They start fucking in VR, which is very funny and awesome and horny nerd energy of like horny filmmaker <laughs> dork energy to it that like you can't resist. Reminds me of the show Outer Limits a little bit of like just pervy nerd energy of just like, wouldn't it be cool to have a girl in the It's in like the weirdly VR like binder dude. art though too. Yes. It's like, and it's funny. He's like, and this happens a few times throughout the movie, and I just kind of love it. It makes me laugh every time when he's like, inside, we can be anything. Of course, I hope you want to be like a liquidy kind of human <laughs> being. Like, as long as it's two things. <laughs> it's like, as long as it's Silver Surfer fucking the SAG Awards trophy. <laughs> yeah, right. Silver Sucker. Silver Surfer so, fucking so Oscar. Fucking Oscar. <laughs> two Oscars fucking each other. Yeah, it's T-1000 pre-finding Robert Patrick. T-1000 liquefying between two fucking award statues. T-1000 and Norin Rad fucking until they become a dragonfly. <laughs> fucking Peter Gabriel. <laughs> T-1000 and like gold guy that dances at Fisherman's Wharf fucking each other. <laughs> the well, brief like moment in black and know. white between faces. <laughs> <laughs> So, of course, she bugs out. She gets stuck in some goo, and he's just laughing at it. The actors clearly don't know what the fuck is going to be in this scene, because then, like, a lawnmower man just turns into a monster and starts, like, I guess, like... Raping her. Raping her, or, like, biting her. And like she he's like a bug or something again. Yeah, she loses her mind completely, and he unplugs her. And he's like, Dr. Angelo said it was safe. But also, he's a fucking genius now that can read thoughts. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I like, like that he's like, know I know her. what you want, and he becomes like a giant monster. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. like, you're wrong. <laughs> but he's got his, like, aggression primate center all activated, so that can make yeah. him want to turn into, like, a big bug. Also, like I, I actually, I think it would have been better if he would have fucked her crazy. Yeah, that would have been cool. for the for the longevity of this movie. Yeah, of like, like and then you get those cops good. later. Like, I know what happened to her. She got fucked so hard that she lost her mind. I saw it once. Came too hard. <laughs> 
There's fucking squirt in the bird bath. My uncle did that once to somebody. He told me. <laughs> if you come so hard, you lose your fucking mind. You start laughing like that. Happened to a buddy of mine. I went a little crazy like I, when I first played uh, the original Legend of Zelda because it was like too advanced for me, like my brain and stuff, and it just got too many of my. <laughs> you were just syn- laughing in bed for a fucking week. <laughs> yeah, it got too many of my synapses firing. <laughs> Ryan, are you okay in there? How's your game coming? Don't let him play duck hunt anymore. It's too much for him. The dog laughed at me, Nancy. <laughs> that dude that dude is fucking great, man. Yeah. That sucks. You go hunting with your fucking dog. I could see my dog laughing her fucking ass off at me. I could I could see Artie shooting me in the back like Cybo man. <laughs> so Marnie's a drooling idiot, and the lawnmower is riding itself now, where like because he's just controlling it with his mind. And uh, what did Doctor Angelo do to me? Again, super smart. We get this hilarious thing of Larry being like, "This trip to Washington couldn't happen at a worse time." We also learned and- they're not far away from Washington. I assume, <laughs> I, I assume they're in like upstate New York yeah. and by the city, she meant New York and like, they're in like West, they're like some fucking little upstate town. Like, you know, yeah. I thought they were in Maine cause it's, you know, Stephen King's lawnmower. Yeah. So I assume they were. In oh, wow. That would really <laughs> piss him off if he found that out. We don't actually have a proximity to a major city like. It'd be a funny thing to be really pissed about. And Lawnmower Man, of course, Job is in the lab already when Larry goes in there, and he's and and Job has full telekinesis now. He's moving chairs around, and fucking even Tim sees. He's all fucking blown away. He he's like, we, human minds have had this power all along. We just awakened something very ancient. Our, the human race lost that knowledge, and now I'm reclaiming it through virtual reality. Roger's doing a good, like he, he shifts into this weird kind of nasally smart voice. He's got a smoker's voice and yeah. he is just, and he's, and he's got just a little bit of an accent, like a East coast, a tinge of Buffalo in there. I assume he grew up in Buffalo and like worked as an actor in New York for a while and then wound up in LA. I, I, I am guessing that's his trajectory. I don't know for sure. And then Brosnan is, um, nailing the work of like you're trying to get in my head yeah he's gotta do that a lot yeah it's he's again committing as hard as he fucking can journal entry i was terrified of him he probably knew that and it's like at this point he's too powerful of like now he knows fucking everything well it it becomes like how is anyone gonna get anything over on him like who cares like it, it makes no like no one should be able to control Job now. Like it's so, too much. Tim's and and Larry go to Washington to meet with Dean Norris in person and tell him about the project. Where it comes out that he's been injected with Project Five. You idiots! You know what that did to Roscoe Eleven Thirty Eight. The the way the way uh, Tim's reacts when uh, when he accidentally yeah, slips. Yeah, Dean Norris spills the beans. He's like, what? Tim's hey, so I'll funny. Tell you soon Tim's we like, gotta... hey, man. Uh, I was going to tell you. Like, <laughs> and you didn't bring up the floating chair thing, right? I You're saw that. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's holding out, too. 
Job can float chairs with his mind. I saw it. Okay, I'm not the only bad guy here, shop. We all have fucking secrets, okay? Okay, so, yeah, and we, we, I know you have one, too. And then later, they're, like, sharing a fucking hotel room, which is so fucking funny. And Tim's walks in and is like, you really fucking blew it in there, man. I know, and it's like they're staying in, like, a shitty hotel and shit. Uh, are they sharing, or does he just walk into his room? It The way he walks they in, have, it looks like they, they're sharing. I think they have adjoining a, rooms? a joining oh, room. Oh, yeah, the suite. And yeah, they yeah, just yeah. didn't yeah. lock their doors because, like, fucking... Uh, Larry's got his shirt shirtless. Off. He's got a shirt off. He's like toweling sweat off. He's all fucking worked off. He's like, well, you fucking blew it, man. Does he throw? T- does he punch Tim's and throw him on the ground here? Yes. This is where he's like, you fucking sycophant. And then Tim's gives him a pretty good. He's like, hey, man, the Catholic Church, more shade of the Catholic Church. Like, banking's been corrupt since the Catholic Church got involved three hundred years ago. All right, all money's dirty money. Get over yourself. It's wild that the shots they're taking. I love it. It's fu- it's funny to call that out in that moment. Like that, yeah, they're the dirtiest people with money, not us. You know, Brad's like, man, Scorsese's gonna love this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, one of the more powerful films no one talks about is uh, the Lawnmower Man. It's he would uh, I, he would be kind to it. it. It's really about a struggle of uh, a man coming to terms with his faith. And the the influence on him and and how it can change a developing mind. And if you if you think about it, his trajectory isn't that much different uh, than many martyrs of the church. Because we don't know if he wants to hurt humanity. He says he wants to help humanity. Holy shit! That's good. Marty fucking really backs backs this movie. Marty's Marty's showing Rashomon and Lawnmower Man at the. At you hear head. all this shit about like these young directors of like like yeah he showed me this movie and it made me want to go to India and I mean he's changed my life like the stuff and like even like very experienced even though like the the super knowledgeable film nerds of like you'll get like Tarantino being like actually Marty sent us some movies to watch that I had never heard of and 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 you watch them and they're like holy shit this is fucking good and then. <laughs> It would be so funny to have that experience where, like, you just win some contest. And I've brought up, like, how amazing it would be to just, like, get dinner with Martin Scorsese and, like, you hang out with him and just, like, and you're like, hey, what should I watch tonight? And he's like, have you ever seen The Lawnmower Man? Not the, the director's cut, not the director's Theatrical. cut. <laughs> Theatrical cut. Okay, it's hard. You got to stream it on Tubi. <laughs> or he gives you his print of it. Yeah. <laughs> he plays it for you in his like West mm. Village fucking he, palace. And, and it's streaming on Tubi. <laughs> and he watches he's the fucking commercials. Yeah, watching the all commercials. state commercials. You start shit. to talk to him during a commercial and he looks at you like you're a fucking asshole. You look down, he's got like pages of handwritten notes watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Tubi does original content. I, I feel like we should approach them for something. <laughs> We should do a Tubi show. <laughs> it's like the perfect shitty place to like <laughs> plan our flag. <laughs> so this is where Larry like escapes the shop coming for him to like the shop wants to kidnap him. Basically, he he knows too much. He's too good at his job. They can't let him get away. They don't want him to influence Job. They're going to go to New York or wherever the fuck Job is. They're going to kidnap him. And Larry gets away. He sees them coming. He pushes Tim's out of the way. 
Um, and then he runs downstairs. Kind of a funny scene with this him and the bellboy where he grabs a guy's like, hey, man, I'm the shop. And he's got a, a fucking machine gun. And he turns around, grabs a bottle of champagne from a bellboy, smashes it against the shop guy's face, then picks up the gun, picks up the guy's car keys, doesn't know what to do with the gun, hands it to the bellboy. And he's like, what should I do with that? And he's like, uh, cover him. And then this <laughs> yeah. like awkward bellboy like, doesn't know what the fuck he's got himself into. Pretty funny scene. It's good. Job, of course, remembers all the ways like people have fucked him over and goes on a, a quick revenge tour while Larry is heading back upstate or wherever the fuck he's going. Not satisfying because it's all it's it comes at a weird time and they're all kind of stacked together and it's just yeah. You know, they, yeah. they it's it This is this is this is the candy for these kinds of movies and you gotta parcel mm-hmm. this stuff out the right way and have it build to a certain point. And then eventually be too much. But this priest is- goes into uh, the church, hear, hearing someone in there saying prayers, and he's like, "The church is closed. I've come to see. I've come to hear your confession, Father." And he's like, "Get out of here, Job!" And then Job starts doing supernatural shit, and then he starts confessing crazy he's like judgment day is here and then he's like i molested people i've had unpure thoughts it's all this crazy shit comes out then job sets him on fire the arm on fire is fun because of the vr of it all it's all like digital video game style yeah going off what you're saying about like i also like you want to you want to see him use intelligence for the Mm. come up in a way too and not just new powers like you want to see him like trick some people or outwit someone or like yeah well well a, well father who a, thinks a they're smart a couple of now? those and then eventually you build then to the crazy violence thing. and you're like okay now he's lost it then well, you get little, the crazy like digital bees that's what could have made this movie something that people like still talk about is if at the end the explosion is what gets him into the mainframe yeah. So he's been playing Larry the whole fucking time and he cool. actually needed his help and he's smarter than Larry and he's playing a chess game with all these pieces instead of just having supernatural bees and shit. <laughs> or like so he's just too much of a Superman. I love Jake in this scene. Time to kill Jake at the gas station. And by the way. Job is the lawnmower man now. He's wearing a VR suit. He wears his VR cyber suit 24-7, which gives him a little bit more of a superhero Batman physique. Yeah. And it it's gl- got it neon lights on it. Certain yeah. shit's happening in his mind. And he's it's a little, smoking, it's a little trony, if you ask me. What are you doing? Some night mowing? You're a strange <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I'm too tired for this shit, man. I'm too tired for this, quote, Lawn, the lawnmower man. So why don't you take your silly ass and go trick-or-treating or something? He's and all then, fucking bangers, by the way. This guy's just dropping he's, hammers yeah, he's, on Yeah, he's hitting his lines. <laughs> I'm so not good. doing them justice. He's in full Gabriel zone. <laughs> yeah, he's absolutely annihilating someone dressed like, an a- dressed like a, the fucking, like a 70-year-old rocker. <laughs> You're a strange motherfucker. I'm too tired for this, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then all the fucking gas nozzles come and like tie him up. He's like, please don't. And then he goes full CGI lawnmower, man, which is like his weird face. It looks like um, uh, Dak Shepard 
<laughs> is what the CGI face looks like. Dak Shepard's real like face. Armchair expert. Yeah. And then, I mean, do you guys not think that's accurate? No, I think that's good. pretty accurate. I think, I think it's pretty fucking solid, if you ask me. <laughs> it worked for and me. And Dax has always kind of creeped me out, and I think it's because he looks so much like the virtual reality actualization lawnmower. of the lawnmower. You don't man. want him not to Jeff jump Fahey. into. You don't want him to jump into your eyes and eat your brain, or and whatever. eat my brain I, forever. No escape. Which is what happens to poor Jake, a lawnmower Moses brains for the rest of his life. Back at Peter's house, time to kill Peter's dad. I like that he like puts the the wife, the the mom and son just to sleep. We don't even see Peter sleeping, but we get we get a lot of weird shots of Peter's mom falling asleep at, and waking up. It's just <laughs> yeah. like we got to make sense it's of why super she lazy of like, like help. Uh, or get you home. probably fall asleep. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah they she, need she, they need like box an adult out of the story. So like, why? Like, hey, Brett, why wouldn't she call the police? Uh, she's asleep. He knocked her out again. Yeah. <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. Then this is where we've backdoored this entire concept of the movie from is this lawnmower busting in and mowing this guy down. And then we get Beryl from uh, Bosch being like a hell of a thing and kind of doing the short story. Yeah. He just reads more. Schizo fucking frenia all over <laughs> town. And then Larry's there at this point and being like, what do you mean? And then he's like, yeah, somebody torched the priest. He's dead. And that woman, Marnie Burke, who's been fucking everybody, she's crazy. Yeah, she's wandering around kind of brainless, they say. Naked and laughing. And then they don't even know about the gas station guy, I guess. And then they get the fucking like they start. They just cops just too slow. They get Jedi mind tricked by the lawnmower man where they're like. Yeah, because they go, bizarre murders, and they go, bizarre accidents. And Larry's like, what do you mean, accidents? See, crazy. And then you see, like, a flash of Lawnmower Man somehow, mm-hmm. like, uh, of him, like, in the window of the neighbor. Then he's in Larry's basement, all hooked up to his old chair and shit. I gave myself a boost, doctor. It's a utopia in there. Virtual reality will grow. First, the telegraph went to the telephone, as did radio to TV. I'm going to become pure energy. Once I enter the neural net, my birth cry will be the sound of every telephone on this planet ringing in unison. You sound like him. You're doing it. It sounds good. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) And then, of course, Larry's like, you've got a Christ complex. That's the first sign of psychosis. You're having a psychotic break. And then he starts reading Brosnan's mind and he fucking like is trying to block him out. Stop resisting me. <laughs> Again, dumb and dumber, not this movie. <laughs> a lot of overlap. I didn't realize it. He ties up Larry and puts on a headset and he's like, now you can watch as I kill all the shop guys. And he kills these guys in the lamest way. First, his head, his glowing head shows up and they just shoot at it with machine guns. Then he turns them into kind of like a bunch of balls, almost like yeah, an tur- Instagram effect. Yeah, he turns them into like a little ball. Okay, so this is what I wanted to talk about real quick. I, I And this is the only other time I needed to hit this. He's downstairs. Jeff Fahey, Jeff Fahey gets tied. Uh, Jeff Fahey ties him up and like gags him with like mm-hmm. a belt in his mouth and shit. Like, yeah. And then uh, the VSI guys show up. Mm-hmm. And they have guns. They get out of the van and all this shit. And they show up. And 
when Fahey showed up there to get to Pierce Brosnan, his wife is just sitting on the bench outside, and she's like, hi, Job. And she's like, he's like, is Dr. Angela home? She's like, yeah, he's downstairs. She says something that she thinks something that he hears, like probably jerking off or something like that. Oh, wow. He, he goes down there, and then when all the people are there, they're like, they knock on the door, and fucking, what's her name? The wife? The wife opens the fucking door to the VSI guys, pulls out a gun, and shoots one of them. She's being mind-controlled by fucking uh, the lawnmower man, Sh- shoots one of them, and then they fucking spray her down with machine gun <laughs> fire, and he's like, and fucking It makes total sense like, why they would cut her out. Yeah. And Pierce Brosnan's like, no, <laughs> she gets fucking murked. And then the big head comes out and starts fighting back and turn them into fucking balls. And then and they do the did, ball and stuff Dean too Norris much. is watching on a monitor and it's like me watching a Bills game or something where I'm just like, eh, this is going bad. I'm going to shut this off for a while. <laughs> <laughs> As his men get turned into fucking like, oh, like golf balls. For, now we're just like in the home stretch here. And he kind of has... I like that he still treats Jeffrey Lewis, even though he has him under mind control of like, okay, Job, I'll pick you up. And he drives him back to VSI. But like, he's the only guy he treats well still. And like, I like that Jeffrey Lewis is still on his side, even though presumably he's mind controlled. Yeah, I like this moment. And then this is when they, they put the, there's like all this shit with the gate that doesn't matter. The beat. We have like the weird digital bees. The that bee shit it. is insane. He just like they conveniently have Job look at a little uh, bee toy in the the dashboard. That's on the dashboard that we haven't seen yet. This movie, and then the 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 gate to VSI opens up on its own, and so security's like, send every man there. Yeah, and then and- Job comes through with a bunch of bees that kind of don't do anything. No, he drives. As a matter of fact. Terry drives so perfectly that he like weaves in and out and doesn't hit anyone. They pull up. The head of security has a scoped rifle. He gets up on the fucking second floor, shoots Terry through the windshield, uh, reloads, and then this makes no sense. Jumps down to the first floor and starts reloading and like aiming. And it's like, no, take the other shot from up there. But now Terry is dead. He shoots the not lawnmower man for some reason they cleaned it up a little bit where he just is basically there shoots shoots the terry in the chest kills him after job's like okay take care terry and job's like i love you lawnmower man then he gets shot <laughs> lawnmower man bugs out and then in the lamest way just kind of does the same shit he does to all the other guys to this guy that's that's the other thing that bothers me is that it's all balls at this yes. moment because they do it to tim's too and i wish yes. i would I do like that we still like still see Tim's like all like bugging out of like, yeah. hey, I'm weird now. When Dr. Angelo comes in there, he's like <laughs> so funny. Angelo tries to go to the laboratory, um, but his engine is melted. He stole a Mercedes from that 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 uh, shop guy. And so he's driving around in it. And but Job melted his engine. Then the shop guy's vans. He meant the steering he, wheel he, is the melted. Steering wheel, but he left a bunch of fucking explosives and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so it's omnipotent being who just is like conveniently leaving stuff. That's why it's like he's too smart unless he's playing these guys. Why wouldn't he just turn the cars into balls? Every time in a movie when they have to steal weapons, 
in the case next to the explosives is always like a messenger bag or something that you can take one out and put it in. Always. It's like, all right, is the van all loaded? It's like, yeah, I just don't have the empty messenger bag that we leave like in the middle of the just floor. It's case. like, go, I, go run and grab that. I do <laughs> love Dr. Angelo. Like there's the briefcase with the giant explosive decals all over explosive. And he's like, explosives. <laughs> like maybe just have him open that and then say explosives you know we don't need to see it like oh he he's read reading. the thing out loud explosives so uh, so of course vsi is where the mainframe is and this is where the lawnmower man is going to get into the mainframe then that is going to put him into a bunch of other they don't say internet or anything because that shit isn't around but basically, they're going to put him in other computer systems. And in, by the time 2001 rolls around the year, everyone <laughs> will be hooked into him. He'll be God. He'll be God. Yeah, I, I find this to you. be pretty cool. He told Larry, like, I'm he has sorry to you hate what you created. He has to leave to become like in more powerful in a way and like then gain like become ubiquitous. He's going to become leave, pure or, energy and he can only do that through VSI. Oh, yeah. hey, that shit works for me. Yeah. And, and it's so pretty, pretty progressive on what Internet and all that shit, too. We have yeah. this very weird scene where the parkettes pull up. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say when Larry hacks VSI. Yeah. And then we get this random character that works for the VSI that's just like, hey, we're being hacked from the outside. He, no. put, he has a disc that says virus on it, right? It's just like a CD-ROM <laughs> disc. It's like, let me just put this virus disc into my computer. <laughs> hmm. And so then uh, Peter and his mom take him up to VSI. And the lawnmower man is hooked into the gyrosphere cyber suit combo, and he's like in a virtual world. Now he looks kind of classic like you saw in the box or like the video game, which featured his fucking ser- scary Dak Shepard face. Yeah, he's and like he's, full dire straits at this moment. Yes, and yeah. he's in there like fucking uh, like trying to get access to get into the neural network and then like take over the world and affect all our minds and become the ultimate dictator of the planet Make all and our heal phones, humanity. Right? And phones yeah. are fun and we love them. Could be a good thing. They're actually good. Could be a good thing. It's how I talk to my friends. Okay. Job did I'm a lot a of good. And I'm a I'm a, a lawnmower man. <laughs> I'm a cusp between lawnmower and man. I'm a cusp lawnmower <laughs> man. If you're a cut, if and you say you're a me. cusper, that just uh, immediately, I think whatever the older thing is, that's what you are. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nobody that's yep. just squarely in that fucking generation says cusper or anything. Yeah. It's just No, yeah, yeah. you're you you're the you're, older version. You're the older that. version. <laughs> Sorry to cusper. disappoint you. I'm a midnight cusper. <laughs> I'm a cusper. I'm a gasper. I'm a midnight poster. Blood farts gonna copy and paste on my behalf. Hey, we love all the lawnmower men who listen to the show. Thank you for Thank your you patronage. Thank you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of lawnmower men who are waiting waiting to get into that neuro- mainframe. <laughs> so his access is denied because the system's all hacked now, thanks to Larry. And Larry's going around VSI setting up explosives. Now this everybody's basically dead, and it's just a matter of Larry stopping him in time. Peter, Peter's mom has conveniently fallen asleep. She had now, to this one heart. makes no sense no. to me. Because, Larry is Peter like, get out of here. Larry's like, get out of here. 
this whole the, everything like shit's gone wrong and the mom is like i we like larry he's a good guy he helped us we gotta stay because he's gonna get out so she parks the car falls asleep yeah peter runs out she doesn't realize it peter goes to help job and larry thinking he's gonna be a help she job has be, job's job's body has like gotten sucked into the internet i now love he's like i love husk. when he goes in and like yeah. the suit shrinks it's really a fun little effect <laughs> And it's really funny when Larry takes the helmet off to help him, even though it's, again, there's like no body in there anymore. And he takes the helmet off, and it's just a fake cardboard face. It looks like the alien they found in Mexico or whatever. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a husk of a head, right? Yeah. Is like that what we're supposed to imagine? But it's it too much head. Bigger than his human yes, head. Yeah. yeah. And Fahey's head ain't small. Yes. And the, <laughs> this well, the, even, like, they shrunk the body too much for what the head ultimately ended yes. up being. Yeah. And the um and then Larry's gotta put his cyber suit on and get in the internet or get in the fucking VR cyberspace. And then he's like, they're battling it out in there. And then they hear Peter, the kid, and that touches the lawnmower man's heart. And he left. It's like, you got to get out of here because he reads in Larry's mind that he has rigged a bunch of explosives to blow. And now that the this actually makes sense. Now that the lawnmower man is all digital, he has no effect on the out the, the physical world. So he can't just magically stop the bombs like he could moments ago when he had telekinesis. So now Larry gets out. He's got to run, get Peter. They have to run out there. Luckily, Job unlocks a couple locks for them. He helps them out. And the whole place fucking blows. And as it's blowing up, access granted. Job, Job gets out. The lawnmower man's fucking free. Did he make it in time? We don't know. He went through the I asshole. Like the represent- I like the representation. Back door. <laughs> I like... Uh- I like that the lock <laughs> the lock mechanisms that he's playing with, right? That's what it looks like. <laughs> that was so good. Gamers did a lot of good physical work <laughs> of both. Like it looks like he's like playing with a fucking nutsack back door, back back door. <laughs> As he fucking it's, like, it's like you're signing a porno. Well, because that's him on that that weird. Com- I like I the representation yeah, of the lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The lone oh, man has these virtual locks that he's trying to unscrew that keep that are like twenty sided D and D guy that he's like manipulating with all different symbols on them and shit. It's so funny. It's like in the virtual space, you can be anything and anyone, but you still have to like tediously like three forward, two backwards, one forward. <laughs> right? yeah. It was like we kind of finally broke out of that for years of like Apple being like, and the clock is a clock icon. And yeah. now like nobody even knows the old shit that the icons are. <laughs> yeah. The um, Larry's standing there with his new family. He's got a wife and kid now. Mm-hmm. This is like old movies just had to have yeah. like, well who does Larry end up with his wife yeah. was gunned down oh Stanger I miss. I think you missed the explanation his wife was gunned down by uh, <laughs> under mind control she shot one of the uh, security guards and then they machine gunned the fuck out of her in, like in the doorway of his house it's awesome I <laughs> so work for get... the lawnmower man now <laughs> <laughs> July 10th so months later Larry's uh, like just I'm taking my work on underground for a while. He's like, you know what? Maybe I should be doing my own thing. Yeah, like he's like, what I learned is that I need less oversight. And then we get. He's like the guy that like the fucking um, 
the COINTEL Pro used to like, you know, program Charlie Manson. <laughs> uh, that line, uh, I was a huge prodigy head in high school. And uh, like I, when all my friends listened to Sky, I listened to Prodigy and Chemical Brothers. Smack my the- chimp up. <laughs> That's the about op- the chimp in this. The opening to one of their albums is if I've we can somehow to- embrace our wisdom, not our <laughs> ignorance. This technology will free the mind of man, not enslave it. That's some good shit, man. It's a good. Well, the opening line of the project thing is like, "I've decided to take my work back underground," dun, 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 and it's a kind of a fucking dope uh, drop. Is it Brosnan from the movie? Yes, oh, it's, it's from the movie. Oh, the family yeah. comes down and they're like, "Ready to go? We're going into the city now because you're normal or fucking whatever." <laughs> and there he's like, "Yes, I'm ready to leave because he's grown." They've got like a fucking uh, bird cage with two pet ferrets in it and a dog and stuff, <laughs> and it's like it's a whole happy family. Yeah, they step over the husband's corpse and his mm. wife's corpse. It's been two months since both of them were murdered. <laughs> Job's husk. <laughs> yeah, the, there's still there balls too. of like security men just floating around in the and the front town. Yard. The town is small enough that the priest, the priest's brother, the landscaper is dead. The gas yeah. station guy is dead. The entire like this building. Marnie's Marnie's a giggling idiot. The town floozies. <laughs> pretty fucked up which is a loss for everybody <laughs> that sucks yeah she was a lot she of spends fun. all her time commenting on fucking patreons now <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's actually been really good long <laughs> more man's virtual world has been good for me and my friends I have a friend in the same that lives in the same state. Me and my friend city. We've seen each other three times, but we have a meaningful way to We always meet in the, in the we always meet in the lawnmower man's virtual plane. We've never met in real life, but we've combined goo in the VR space. We're young. We know how to use the lawnmower man space. I know you're just fucking mad that you don't know how to use the lawnmower man space at least it's i can so, admit that it's I'm so myopic to just say uh program five is bad <laughs> i found it beguiling at first beguiling you were tricked program by it five is actually good for young people <laughs> how are you tricked by social media uh, how old are you <laughs> a little bit younger than you that's I'm all you need to know because <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> What's in the span of this cost? 19 years. <laughs> I know. I wish I was a cusper instead I'm an elder millennial, as they call it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a class. Well, we got to talk about the phone ringing. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Shit. Yeah. That's the fucking. They go to leave and the phone rings. The not button. just there, but upstairs, outside, next door, in London, in I like... San Francisco, everywhere. All I like over when they the cut to the night world. Line. Yeah. Even in other time zones, the phone is ringing. He's on GMT, baby. I mean, it's convenient for them. that it's just like, I don't know, seems like middle of the afternoon. It's a nice time to get a call. Imagine getting that fucking. 4.30 in the morning. You pick up the phone and it's just the uh, modem dial-up How would noise. Jo- what would no Job- one knows what that is yet. What would Job do? Like, hey, uh, you got to do stuff for me. He'd be like, oh, no, nah, I've got it. My I kids at go, soccer Job. practice. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, yeah. 
Well, I'll take over your car. Ah, cars don't have computers yet. Like everything is like not on computers yet. He's like, yeah. I'll get you come 2019. <laughs> it's just like, hi, I'm calling for. It's just like an audio like version of some lady in another country. Fucking, sp- it's like every day I get a call from fucking Job. Hmm. Had a lawnmower man. It's a boy. Sounds like you're having some trouble. <laughs> Can I help you? To collect anything? call from had a lawnmower man. It's a boy. <laughs> you have a collect call from. It's a lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> lawnmower man, don't pick up. <laughs> lawnmower man, I need a ride out of the virtual space. The lawnmower man, you got me. Why would he just go into Larry's body at the end? That's what I thought. He's going to go into Peter's yeah. body or something. <laughs> Seriously, I thought like, oh shit, Peter's coming in there. He's going to like Peter's like shirtless with little jeans on, <laughs> walking around like little, you have I'm a, a collect call from. It's the lawnmower man. It's a boy. <laughs> um. Dr. La- Larry Angelo, it's the lawnmower man. He says he's a boy. Larry. Hey, Dr. Angelo, you got a call from the lawnmower man. The lawnmower man says, you're killing me, Larry. Um, sorry. Lawnmower. I'm looking for Amanda. Amanda hug and kiss. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> prank calling Bo. That's what he yeah. does. Lawnmower man's just prank calling everybody at the same time. <laughs> We're the jerky lawnmower men. <laughs> hey, Job here. What's up, sizzle chest? <laughs> What's your name? Job, open your fucking ears, jackass. <laughs> Job. Yeah, I'm in Job, I'm in fucking virtual reality. Should I should I bring my big red so I have them? <laughs> <laughs> wow, Gamer sitting all the specifics on the lawnmower I mean, men and jerky boys. That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, if if you can guess based on all of my sense of humor and personality that I was absolutely obsessed with jerky boys, you would. Do you ever like... listen to the Mustafa tapes? <laughs> That's like their. That was like the a prequel? wannabe jerky boys guys. Uh, no. Yeah. No, that, they're funny. that was like. It was. I mean, at the time, I was like, "Fuck, man, these guys are pretty good too." Like, there's even wannabes that made me feel cool that like somebody was like, "Hey, check here's like this isn't as good, but like." Give this a shot. I feel like the Jerky Boys was like a proto-viral thing too. Like oh, someone's yeah. like, "Have you heard oh, the 100%. tape of the joke Jerky yeah. Boys?" Like it wasn't like for sale anywhere. You couldn't find it, or I was too young to buy it, or something. I don't know. Like we, had to we were a little to like too young to like in have the, hood. the the experience of like getting like an actual tape past like an underground tape being like this is really funny, which is what the Mo prank call was. That was a like eighties tape that just got passed around over and over again that was two guys who called a bar in portland and prank calling it i think it was portland seattle it was like north pacific northwest i feel like memory serves me and those became underground tapes that just got passed around and that was like a whole subculture that we just missed which is fun is right in our i like (laughs) that it existed yeah that's like up there with phone freaking (laughs) oh man yeah (laughs) Like you just do the beeps. Mm-hmm. Beep, boop, beep, beep. Uh, this is a classic horror movie, and we're horror boys. <laughs> Sorry, Ben's just subtle little beep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> just like got me. Like, 
Imagine you're with someone. Hackers. You're walking down the street. They pick up a pay phone and just go, beep, boop, 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 beep. Yeah, mom. <laughs> Guy fucking ah, speaks. Hey, do you have a quarter you I can borrow? <laughs> nah, you don't need one. Yeah, Hand it. it to me. <laughs> beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, I bet boop, fucking boop. Michael Winslow could do it. He does. Yeah. He hits like tonal can. Can beep sounds that are. He can make you shit your pants with a he's noise. He's psyops. He hit the brown note. <laughs> Winslow psyops. A lot of people don't know that. That's pretty cool. We should have the audience vote on what their favorite hour of the Lawnmower Man episode is. <laughs> a lot it's of people don't four. know. <laughs> a lot of people don't know the police academies all psyops. Whoa, is that why you liked him so much, President Clinton? <laughs> my favorite movies, Mahoney. They're all high tower. They're all psyops. Yeah, we do need a mission to Moscow. <laughs> we got the. We got all the police. Academy kids into Moscow to pass around information. Who is the woman with the real quiet voice that every movie would have to eventually like be like, hey, a gun. shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, she would finally yeah. have to like have a deep voice. Yeah, that's fucking uh, growth, baby. I like her. <laughs> I liked her in Hightower. Um, this is a classic action. This is a classic horror movie. And we are the in the spookiest month of the year, Octuki. And we adhere to a classic rating system on this classic podcast because we're classic men. Gabriel's on a scare, scare, uh oh, hour four. Scare. In, in horror boys, it's scare. It's scare. Hour we don't four. Do scale. Hour four, it's fair to scare. Scare. <laughs> on a scare of zero to five stars, where do you have the classic 1992 horror movie? Same year T2 was released. Uh, <laughs> Zero to five stars. I want to say same year Medicine Man was released. Med neighbors. Man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Juice. Swim up your urethra. Juice. Everybody was making the, you know their statements on society. and. <laughs> How do you feel about my character having a ponytail? Yeah, yeah. we know. One step you, ahead of you, Sean. Okay, we got it ready. What if I could slap around the hair and makeup lady a little? Oh, okay. The thing about a ponytail is if you whip it around real fast, you can slap someone with it. Like your Willow (laughs) Smith. Well, it's funny. It's a long, a family of whipping their hair around and slapping people. Uh, It's a whole family affair (laughs) over there at the Smiths. Um, I'm going to go with uh, five stars. Since the movie I watched had five acts, I'm going to go with five <laughs> stars. <laughs> mm, nice. Rogers, swinging around the bend, quick for mm. you folks playing at home. Zero stars, <laughs> the worst group. Five stars, Scarol of zero to five stars. Horror movie classic, The Lawnmower Man. Well, you know, Marty Scorsese told me this. <laughs> Jesus Christ is actually a character in this film. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's Here, two on that this for a Christ. <laughs> chew on that for a second and you know what in a way isn't this gears this christ i'm holding up my phone for you listeners okay aren't we praying to this every day you ever think about that we're this is our rosary worshiping that chew false on that for idol a second. Mm-hmm. five stars five stars they did pan up to that jesus and he had earplugs in which mm-hmm. i felt yeah. bad for joe <laughs> makes you think yeah, <laughs> yeah not listening, listening. <laughs> A little busy right now. Sorry. Stangerang, back to your rang, sir. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Ooh. Scarols of zero to five stars. <laughs> five stars. Who should we recommend this to? I saw God. He was one of us. 
Do you have an <laughs> Do you have an asshole friend who survived a car accident because he drove home with his construction hat on and now he insists on wearing it everywhere he goes? Recommend this podcast to Peter Parker's dad, J. Jonah Jama Parkson. Do you think God is a listener? Like we get like a bunch of like weird, like mm. confusing posts from God on the page. What if he was one of us? He could be just like mm-hmm. a stranger on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Try to find his way home. They played that song a lot, dude. <laughs> that, play, that fucking song was out there. Has one of the biggest tragedies in your town occurred and you're bummed out because you can't find anybody to mow your lawn? <laughs> Do you miss the old America where you can go to the diner and pick up the new Nuke Warriors, the special edition? Recommend this podcast. To that fucking freak. Yeah, Brett, you want to do a little extra work on your made-up <laughs> comics? Come on, dude. <laughs> You're a little lazy there. Are you like a a high school stud who's bummed because your chance to lose your virginity with an older woman in town is blown it out? Weird oh, now. It's, it, it feels yes, a little illegal now. It. <laughs> it's less thrilling. Less thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sad because you're the local town cowboy and now somebody's completely fucking taking the wind out of your sails? <laughs> the person you'd least expect. Yeah. Well, I'm not the handsomest guy. I'm definitely not the strongest. I'm a little tubby, but the cowboy thing has served me well. And just as long as, wait, is that Job? Nobody else has a shack the ranch. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> the fuck is he doing? He turned his shack into a ranch? It's some bitch. Job's eating my lunch. He's got a horse and everything. <laughs> Did you buy a car at police auction and the steering wheels melted so you got to drive it with a screwdriver smashed into the shaft? Recommend this podcast to that. Frugal God, this trip to Washington couldn't come at a worse time. Luckily, Job has bought a new horse and is really committed to this ranch thing. <laughs> Are you Roscoe one three seven, and you you wonder why you're not getting your flowers? It's like, hey, I'm pretty fucking smart too. One three eight killed a bunch of fuckers. I fucking, I can read fucking Shakespeare. Have you spent too much time in VR, and now you can't come unless you and your partner become a metallic dragonfly that drips into the ground? <laughs> Recommend this podcast to them. Of course, the great Roscoe eleven thirty eight wrote the rules of ape. <laughs> the ape laws as they were passed down to us by Roscoe clearly state that no lawnmower man shall enter this zone. Lawnmower man, where is your tribe? Do is anyone an editor or a, a rights lawyer? I'd like to cut this movie down to just what we're going to call John Gabrus's Cybo man. <laughs> <laughs> The lawnmower's man ranch used to be a paradise. <laughs> right, Job Shack was once a paradise. That's, that's better. That's better. <laughs> a planet where. <laughs> that's what, right, what bright hair. That's right, bright hair. You're <laughs> bright Come hair. On, planet bright where hair. man evolved from lawnmower. You turned it to balls. Can you not sleep because all the phones in the neighborhood are ringing or 
everyone in your neighborhood is now saying hello who is this over and over again like dr aaron neville. dr aaron neville is not what his name is hello <laughs> who is hello this? who is this lawnmower man <laughs> it's me who is that singing the national anthem <laughs> who is this it's lawnmower man who i'm the lawnmower man i'm it's changing your life now it's a boy <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> a collect call from the lawnmower man? 1-800-COLLECT. <laughs> Dial down the middle, carrot top. 1-800-C-A-L-L-A-T-T. Any impression I do just becomes Sean Connery. <laughs> it's the lawnmower man. I need a ride home. <laughs> Practice is over. The lawnmower man now needs a ride. Beep. Drive me to my shack ranch. It's the lawnmower man. Ben, you're out there in the field studying. Are you ever hooking up with a chick and she just goes, back door. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Not all of them, but more than you think. <laughs> the PR person for anal is working overtime these days, let's just say, based on what I've heard. <laughs> hey, do you have access to like, I don't know, a gyrosphere and a cybernetic suit? Uh, no, not in my bedroom. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. We can have a missionary if that's... That's fine. Here you go. I got four options of what we could do. Do you want to fall? Do you want to float? Do you want to fly? Or you want to fuck? <laughs> Floating. Hey, your place is pretty nice. Uh, just fucking making out in the couch. Hey, should we go into your bedroom? How about we go into the basement? Fall, fly, float, fuck. What if fart was one of them? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Sometimes, like you, you have going to virtual reality and just and like, cheek flap. You can fart a stomach ache away, you know, like you can mm -hmm. get that kind of satisfaction. What do you think about going into the cellar and we can fast, feast, <laughs> fart, and fuck? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, like the, the the fucking real sad part is like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm you in, would yeah. Yeah. hook me up. All right, yeah. Who has cool. to fart? Time to fart. <laughs> it all just is. We are going to get to the fuck part, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good things come to those who wait. There's <laughs> a fucking smell chaser. Great. I'm with a smell chaser. <laughs> <laughs> you Guys, you're never going to believe this one. I got myself involved with a smell chaser. <laughs> she won't let me wear deodorant ever. She's always feeding me beefaroni. These are the ones we hear about, and then it's like, like a year later, you're like, I fucking, I, I, I miss her. Yeah. <laughs> I miss her, man. <laughs> I, had, I had it all. Who cares man, if she was I a smell chaser? <laughs> okay, you can just ignore it. She's a smell chaser. Who? So what? Who? We all got our things. She I can't believe I was so onions. up in arms. I didn't care how old she was. She could keep calling herself a fucking cusper. I, I didn't care. I don't know why I fucking had to make it. Just Who tell cares? me how old you are. <laughs> she's old as fuck and calls herself a cusper. It's not that big a deal. I think she she's on the cusp of death. <laughs> That's her kink. That's how they found out, like, about in Rising Sun, that woman was a cusper. <laughs> she makes me bottle my farts. She's 42, but not says a joke. she's Gen Z. <laughs> She keeps calling She's herself a, a Zoomer because she uses Zoom. <laughs> Doesn't understand what the fuck it is. She says it's good for her friends. 
She says she's a Zoomer because she's fast, but I keep telling her she should take the nickname Speed Demon. <laughs> but her name doesn't start she's... with a D. It's Zelda. <laughs> Bottles my fart circling back. She's got like a vineyard for farts, a fartyard. <laughs> <laughs> a fartery. Not just yet. These aren't ready. The farts. Hey, were you sniffing your ex-boyfriend's old farts? What the fuck? It doesn't mean anything. What? She's a fucking fart smeller in her fart cellar. Fucking sniffing all these bottles. Job's a smart fella. (laughs) Job, are you a smart fella or a fart smeller? Because I got a girl for you anyway. Hi, welcome to more. Welcome back to Maury. We're here with fart smellers who are now smart fellas. Oh, Job, she just wants to smell your farts. Now, Job. You used to be bullied by this guy when you were a fart smeller, but now that you're a smart fella, you have something you want to tell him. Jake, why don't you come out? <laughs> hey, man, I'm not a fart smeller no more, all right? Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, weirdo. Fuck, get the fuck out of here, you fucking sick. <laughs> Yo, I don't have time for your weird-ass bullshit. Fucking talk What's about- up, Maury? <laughs> What the fuck am I doing here, man? I thought I knocked some fucking bitch up. <laughs> no? Just this fart smell over here? <laughs> this is going bad, Job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Well, I'm going to float for a little bit before my uh, girlfriend unplugs this shit. I'm going to load up on some uh, Series 5. Is that what it is? System 5? or Project Se- 5. Project yeah. 5, yeah. Multiple doses. Got I got to see this thing all the way through. Yeah, I like when he goes fucking nuts on Project Five at the end. Yeah, I'm gonna that's what a smart ass. guy would do. Is fucking mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You know what? I'll do it all. I'll do it all. I'm gonna put on my Cybo Man cosplay and just hang out by the police station. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looks like a fucking uh, bike helmet in Oakley's, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man is a Iron Man athlete. <laughs> Holy shit, you did it. You listened to an entire Action Boys episode in the High and Mighty feed. First of all, you're welcome for me letting you do that for free. Second of all, thank you for giving it the respect and the time it deserved. Just a reminder, if you want a new episode every week or at least a backlog of hundreds of episodes, go to actionboys.biz. That's boys and biz with a Z. If you want to see the live show, go to live.actionboys.biz. Still not sure if you're on board, why don't you listen to a few more free episodes at free.actionboys.biz. All right, thanks, and bye, shitheads. That was a HeadGum Podcast.